Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it with, you made it with, you made it with. Hey there, weirdos. It's me, Pete, the guy who hosts this this podcast that you just elected to listen to. Thank you for choosing it. That's <laughs> so stupid. Uh, thanks for thanks for listening, though. Thanks for being here. I know we're not here together, but I mean, we exist outside of space and time, us weirdos. So here's uh, the deal. This is Taylor Williamson, who I, I love so much. One of my favorite comedians. Wonderful guy. Super guest. Let's get into it. A little housekeeping up top. Uh, let's see. Tour dates. Tour dates. Play that sweet crispy song. Scottsdale, Arizona. Uh, I'll be at Stand Up Scottsdale uh, September 6th through 8th. If you're hearing this the day it comes out, that's tonight. So you should probably get a train or something to Scottsdale, Arizona. Uh, Los Angeles, California. I'll be doing shows with Kyle Kinane and Brian Posehn at uh, the Nokia Theater for Comedy Butin. That's September 21st. Uh, also in L.A. on September 23rd, we're doing a live You Made It Weird. Come out to that as part of the Riot Fest. Toronto, I'll be at the Just for Laughs 42. Um, that is going to also have a live You Made It Weird on one of these dates between September 24th and 26th. No idea what date it is, but it'll be one of those three days. Uh, check the website, I suppose, if you if you can. <laughs> I don't want to give you a chore. St. Louis, Missouri, I'll be at the Firebird on October 3rd. Peoria, Illinois, I'll be at the Jukebox October 4th. And then Chicago, Illinois, Chicago, I'll be back at the Lincoln Lodge well, back in Chicago at the Lincoln Lodge, which I used to perform there all the time, about a decade ago. Uh, October 5 and 6. Where's time going? A decade? Uh, Appleton, Wisconsin. I will be there uh, October 11th through 13th. Uh, Minneapolis. I will be at the Cedar Cultural Center on October 14th. Nashville at the High Watt, November, November 16th. Am I getting these dates right? Yeah. Now we're in November. The High Watt, Nashville, November 16th. I'm really, I'm really knocking these tour dates out of the park, really... Reading them very cleanly and proficiently. Uh, Atlanta, Georgia, Relapse Theater. That's November 17th. Boston Mass Paradise Rock Club. That's going to be on November 24th. San Francisco with Kyle Kinane again. Headlining Cobbs with him November 29th through December 2nd. On December 2nd, we are doing a live You Made It Weird uh, in San Francisco. Portland, Oregon, Helium Comedy Club, December 5 through 8. Philadelphia, uh, also Helium, December 12th through 15th. And New York, New York, Gramercy Theater on December 21st. Let's get into Taylor. Let's get into it. The ad is Amazon. All you got to do is go to Nerdist.com. In the description of this episode, there's a banner for Amazon. Click on that and then buy whatever you would want to buy. Uh, as normal, and then part of that will go to support the show. So, uh, yeah, Amazon, do it. Do it. Do it now. Don't do it now. Listen to the show now. But maybe do it while you listen to the show. I don't know. Also, youmadeaware.com, new, t- new t-shirts are coming out all the time, so please uh, check those out. Made by weirdos for weirdos. Love being at the tour dates and seeing people rocking those shirts. Do people still say rocking? Okay. Please enjoy Tell Your, tell your Williamson. How do I... That one. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, you get to turn yourself up. Um, Does that really do it for you? I mean, it really does it for me. I'm not fooling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really no, no fooling. No fooling? I'm not in the business of fooling. I'm sorry I'm eating. I didn't eat supper last night. He's fooling you guys. He's not actually eating right now. What if I were that good? <laughs> Can you, you don't have anything in your mouth. Can you act? You're, it's a voiceover audition that says, uh, Taylor Williamson parentheses a little parenthetical says eating a sandwich and the line is great to see you aunt may 
It's a Spider-Man spinoff. Terrible. <laughs> but I couldn't talk because I had food in my mouth. Just I have food in my mouth. But you already finished chewing it. You're just being gross and weird right now. No, fake it. Or do that, man. Right? You can do that. You can do it. But why do you have to... <laughs> why do you have to <laughs> I don't know why you started by criticizing. I should have just been like, that was great. Good interpretation. It's, you're really making me feel... Uncomfortable and unwelcome? I mean, like, you should be more... It's like my college agent who... You think he'd get me a, a booking within the first four months of me working with him. You know, you got to set the... Set the bar high, you know? Wait, he let you down or you let him down? Um, what happened there? He's not going to listen to this. Right? No. <laughs> Who's your agent? If we say his name, they might listen to it. Brian? There you go. Brian. Yeah. Good to see you, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> nice. He's, he's probably busy eating food. He's probably busy not booking you in college. <laughs> sure. Are you a big college fellow? I, I was last year. Are you the bearded Rob O'Reilly? <laughs> you have a beard. I have a beard right now. People need to know that for the bet. My This is relevant. A friend of mine was meeting. This is like, you know, you have agents and managers. Do you know about this? <laughs> <laughs> have you heard about this? It happens. And uh, you, know, you always have this moment when you realize uh, things aren't working out, you know? Yo, sure. They're like breakups. Yeah. Well, like, you realize that breakup needs to happen. Yeah, sure. It's My, terrible. A friend of mine went into meeting with this manager to discuss, uh, hey, man, you know, I just want to make sure we're on the same page and this is a productive relationship, whatever. Yeah. And uh, he was like, huh? I'm sorry? And uh, he was like, he went on his computer. He looked at his computer. His manager was like, at carlsjr.com. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and he's like, "Are you are you like looking at carlsjr.com?" He's like, "Yeah, I got to figure out what I, what I want for lunch." He wasn't even listening <laughs> to the, him initiating the breakup. He was looking at Carl's Jr. That is the best comedy website. <laughs> if he were doing a brilliant bit, he couldn't pick a better website to be like, "Yeah, I'm listening, man." Oh, yeah, the double double. Yeah, with melty cheese. I don't know any items at Carl's Jr. A Mc McChicken? That's McDonald's, I think. Okay. <laughs> Probably. Probably. No. <laughs> I grew up in San Diego. We don't have um, Carl's Jr. We have that. We don't have uh McDonald's. Chick-fil-A. Yeah. No, Chick-fil-A's new to me as well. I don't do the I don't know. Uh, you eat that? I go with Katie to Chick-fil-A all the time. You do? I have text messages from Katie saying, hey, let's go to Chick-fil-A. I'm going to show it to you. Yeah, I do. No, well, I actually, I believe you completely. Okay. That seems like something Katie would say. They're from like a year ago, but I'm going to, I told her I'm going to take a screenshot. I don't screen. go anymore. You don't go anymore because of the gay thing? Fuck the gays, quote. Fuck the gays? Is that what you said, Katie? Fuck the gays? Because they support hate or whatever. Gay, I, I'm so uninformed. Gay people I, support I, hate. Gay, some gay people do support hate. I mean, I have to imagine there's so many gay people. Some of them are also like white supremacist gay people or something. That'd be, uh, yeah, log, log, ca just, log cabin Republicans. It, is that a thing? That's the gay Republican group. Is that real? Yeah. It's called log cabin Republicans? Yeah, that's all the details I know. Do you really want the word log in there? <laughs> I mean, there's so many things wrong with that. Aren't all Republicans log cabin Republicans anyway? Most of them, like, I, I'm only going off the, I don't know much about politics, but Republicans are the money ones, so they have, like, summer homes. George Clooney's a Democrat. Yeah, he definitely has a log cabin. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you said like, it sounds like innuendo, but he actually probably does have a log cabin. Oh, I guarantee the Clune has a, I'm a big, uh, I, I'm into Clune. I'm buying what he's telling. You like the Clune? I like him. I heard an interview with, uh... 
uh, Norm Macdonald talking about him. Uh-huh. And I have a lot of really good anecdotes. Oh, good. And uh, I'll just take a sip from this late night coffee cup. <laughs> <laughs> what a fun time. I got a Late Late Show, the Craig Ferguson coffee cup. Did you do that, Joe? Yeah, I don't want to brag. I saw the TMZ bus drive by, and I was like, I was like, part of me is like, ninety nine percent of me knows they don't. Ninety nine point nine, hundred percent of me knows they don't know who I am. I understand. But then, like, hundred percent of me is thinking, hey, maybe they're like, hey, was that guy on Craig Ferguson show in two thousand seven? Has that? I bet if Craig Ferguson, Ferguson saw you, he wouldn't recognize you. <laughs> I'm not even trying to be mean. <laughs> No, he, he didn't know who I was when I was on the show. That's well, that's what I'm I saying. Mean, so uh, you're like another face to this guy. Uh, I've I've actually uh, you know oh god how do I say this I've I've talked to Conan I've run into Conan on like the Warner Brothers lot or whatever and I would say hi Conan I'm Pete I've done your show and he would say thank you for reminding me because like so many people do the show like he may or may not have remembered me I'm, I'm thinking about it this was a couple of years ago but like or a year ago so it was like a he he said thank you because so many people come on the show I always feel terrible right and I've also been in the situation where someone uh, in front of him was like hey do you remember me <laughs> and there and he was like I, uh, I and there was like I did the show in like two thousand and one it's like buddy that was a decade ago and we've had a lot of people that's that's what I'm basing my Craig not on you you're one of my faves oh thanks yeah thanks, man I find Likewise. you very memorable <laughs> I, if you hey. if you were on my show I'd always remember oh thank you I'll always remember that you're on my show right now. Uh, you're Chris Hardwick, right? <laughs> yes. Should, should I just... <laughs> wow, it's weird that we picked the same moment to come in. I regret. I feel like I should have gone. Uh, thanks, Chris Hardwick. No, no, no. I like. Are you Chris Hardwick? That's better. Because that also insults Chris Hardwick. Well, no, I, it... I want. I want him to like me. <laughs> no, no. It's already that ship has sailed. Oh. That shipmates has sailed. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, I'm so pleased with that joke. For the record, I'm not high fiving. That's him clapping. <laughs> no, nope, that's hands. me. I, I feel like we're not high fiving. You're just leaving your hand up for me to hit. I'm beating your hand right now, and that's enough. Okay. So what's up with your college agent, man? Norm McDonald's story. Oh yeah, go ahead. He said that. Uh, he... <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't say. You say it like you're mad. Hey, hey, I had an iron in the fire. You know, I'm so happy. That's good memory. You have irons in fires? Well, that, that's, you know, you think about how many conversations we have going. That's oh, how many not. irons are in the fire. Right, right, right. Well, ideally, in a, a good episode, you get like six, seven. And then you go, you go to them at will. Oh, so yeah? So try and get that to go. Try and make that happen. I'm teasing. But I mean, like, we would like to have that happen. I understand you don't drink. There's another one. See? Who, we go back to that. Who tells you, who tells you this? I called Jamie on the way over. <laughs> <laughs> I said, what do you know that's weird about Taylor Williamson? And that's all she could think of. Jamie which Kennedy? Which is weird. Jamie Kennedy. And then he said, you got exed. <laughs> like, which is weird because Jamie's my ex. That's weird. That kind of folded in on itself. You, are you and Jamie Kennedy log cabin Republicans? <laughs> that is really funny. Oh, thanks. That's how you know you're funny is when somebody goes, that is funny. Well, that's been happening to me a lot lately. I was in a, I did the FYFS with uh, Jonah Ray, and I was in a, a trailer. We're going to get to your Norm McDonald story. <laughs> I, pro- I promise you. And he kept saying things. They're fu- I call them Futurama jokes. You don't laugh at them, but they're just so objectively funny that they knock you on your heels. Futurama jokes. When I watch Futurama, this is all I do. I'll be watching it alone for leisure. It's not like I'm studying it. I'm just watching it for fun. It's a good show. And then I'll just go, hmm, funny. <laughs> I'm like, I'll just go, joke detected. That's all it is. Like a brilliant thing. I've never, one time I laughed at Futurama. <laughs> one time I laughed out loud. The rest of the time, every three seconds, I'm going, great. Brilliant. Great. I'll, can I tell you the one thing that made me laugh yeah. at Futurama? It was the doctor, like the old doctor Farnsworth. Is that right? No, no, that's the clam guy. 
This was the old guy? I know you're talking about. Okay, so the old guy with the glasses. And he goes, uh, your mission is to go to this planet and pick up honey, ordinary honey. And they all go, well, that sounds easy. And he goes, but this is no ordinary honey. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I fucked it up or if it's not that funny, but that caught me. impression, too. Mm, That caught me. (laughs) I'm serious. It wasn't bad. I mean, for first try? Dude, uh, I you ever like see something funny in TV or movie and you like you want to you try to laugh on your own? What do you mean? Like you try to manufacture a laugh because it was because you're like this is funny. I should be laughing. Right? You now. do a fake laugh. I, I'd say a certain percentage of laughs are but by yourself encouraged. <laughs> yeah, I've done that. I did that last night. I was watching the Tiger in the Snow, the Roberto Benigni film. That sounds like log gab Republicans are gay dudes and we call tigers in the snow lesbians. <laughs> you see those tigers in the snow over there? Yeah, San Francisco's full of those tigers in the snow and log cabin Republicans. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Go on. Did you ever see Life is Beautiful? Uh-huh. Amazing. I have it. And I, because it's a Holocaust movie, I own it. Yeah. I've been meaning to rewatch it. But every time I pick it up, I just go, eh. I almost watched it last night. I didn't watch it because it was a Holocaust film. But last time I watched it, like six months ago, it's the first hour. Hilarious, funny, like yes. non-ironic, fun, like hilarious. Really funny. Like he, my grandma would like it. I would like just yeah, funny for I love everybody. That stuff. Everybody can get on board. And the first hour is a silly romantic comedy. The next hour, Holocaust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's yeah, great. Yeah, like yeah. it's such a beautiful film. And then um, I've had shows like that. <laughs> <laughs> First half was like everyone's on board. Second half, very small percentage of the population were ever on board. Because <laughs> well, you do Holocaust jokes and you're doing a concentration camp fundraiser. It's hard to concentrate. Okay, I'm, just, I'm trying to rip on the Holocaust. It's one of the hardest things to do. I'm As, not even going to touch it. I'm Jewish, by the way, so... Well, I feel like by proxy, Katie's Jewish and you're Jewish, so... Katie Levine, yeah, right. <laughs> so then, here's a, there's a line in this film... I found that very funny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I really did. I wasn't even doing a bit. I was just like... <laughs> well done. A buddy of mine had a joke about uh, flicking a booger in the dark because he knew... <laughs> He knew there was a guitar in the corner, an acoustic guitar, and he rolled up a booger and it was kind of hard and he flicked it in the dark towards the guitar. And then he goes, I was trying to hit a string and he goes, high E. <laughs> he hit the high E string, the smallest string. I don't know why I'm laughing and you're not. I, <laughs> I have to think that people listening to the show are laughing. You're smiling and enjoying it, but high E really did it for me. If I could remember his name, I'd say it right now. I can't remember it. I don't think it's fair that you can not laugh and you can go, that was really funny. But then I smile genuinely yeah, and big I'm smile an asshole. Too. Oh, you're not an asshole. I just felt fear that it, what I was saying. You ever just afraid that you're wrong? It's like, I, it's happened twice so far. Ordinary, honey. No, it's, I mean. It's, I'm not judging you. I just have to remember that people are, no, please stay with me. <laughs> that people are listening and that they will, uh, they, they'll be laughing or going, joke detected. <laughs> so please finish any of I have of like the nine joke. logs in the cabin right See, now. See, what did I say? Seven to nine logs <laughs> of your cabin. I have nine log cabin Republicans <laughs> in my vagina right now. In your uh, snow leopard. I forget what lesbians are. <laughs> gotta, gotta love so that. So there's a line he goes, like we're the in Life the is movie. Beautiful. No, this is the sequel. <laughs> what? It's the sequel to Life is Beautiful. Life is decent. <laughs> <laughs> it keeps getting worse. Life is it, meh. It's called, I'm, I'm dead now, but my <laughs> kids... Still alive, unless you've not seen the movie, then everyone lives. Uh, I think uh, there's a statute of limitations on spoilers, and I, that movie's over ten years old. What about what if like you meet like someone who hasn't seen Ghostbusters? What's the spoiler? They bust ghosts. <laughs> well, you don't know. 
Now, for all you know, it's about a, guy, a bunch of guys who try. Oh, Lord, they try to bust ghosts. They never do. And you know, and just because there's Ghostbusters 2 doesn't mean that maybe they failed they have to try again. Maybe it's a new group. Right. They, they all died. Yeah. The biggest spoiler, I, I think, is The Mist. Did you see The Mist? I'm not seeing The Mist. Don't do that. I'm not going to spoil First of all, what are you waiting is for? That, <laughs> no, is I'm that kidding. M. Night Shyamalan? No, it's, uh, it's the other M. Night Shyam- Shyamalan, Stephen King. <laughs> The other white Shyamalan. Oh, that, oh, that guy. <laughs> Richard Bachman. Hmm? Richard Bachman? Who's Richard Bachman? Isn't that his pen name? Everyone's looking at me like I'm crazy. Well, I haven't ridden the subway in New York, so I don't know who's <laughs> writing good uh, thriller novels lately. Stephen King wrote a bunch of movies under a uh, pen name. Oh, he did? And some of them were made into shitty or books, and some of them were made into shitty movies. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, do, well see the mess just for the ending. Go on. Not a good movie, but the ending is so, so amazing. So Norm Macdonald was like, hey. <laughs> so the tiger in the snow, he goes, um, he's picking up his kids from his ex-wife, right? And then she goes, uh, he's like, I'm running on time. And she's like, uh, I'm here to pick up my kids right on time. She's like, you're 20 minutes late. And he's like, 20 minutes on the dot. That's funny. It's just like fun, funny, you know? It's like, it's like Pete Holmes funny. Like, it's just like the best. It's the it's, best funny. It's ice cream funny. Yeah. Almost everybody loves ice cream. Yeah. That that was in The Tiger in the Snow? Yeah. 20 minutes on the dot. Yeah. That's so funny. I love a good joke. That's great. It's, it's, I will never forget that joke. You're 20 minutes late. 20 minutes on the dot. That's so perfect. That's such a reinterpretation of a failure. I feel like we can make our brain do those types of interpretations. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, there are different kinds of brains. I'm, I'm wondering now, so I'm phrasing this kind of as a question, how your brain is. Uh, like, for example, and I, I don't want to use the same examples I've always used, but like if a flight is delayed, some people will start freaking out and be upset and don't get me wrong that happens to me sometimes or you're just kind of like i saw there's a store with massage chairs (laughs) you know what i mean and and luckily my brain happens to naturally lean towards 20 minutes on the dot you know what i'm saying like (laughs) i'm like ah that's great look at that like coincidence like uh i find meaning in things you know what i'm saying so and and will pat myself on the back for things that like i don't deserve i do that in my comedy you know what I'm saying? Are you that way? Are you like you seem like a pretty sweet, happy guy? Yeah, I'm pretty easy going. Like I was at the, I was in like <clears throat> some terrible place. Where was I? Uh... Beirut. <laughs> Standard. <laughs> you always go to Beirut. That's your go-to. Is it? For, I don't know. Um, I think it's everybody's. Isn't it? Isn't it? We <laughs> it agree. Be, yeah. In Beirut, they they say Camden. Yeah, it's know. in New Jersey. <laughs> Oh, I see. I I understand. Camden, New Jersey is a really bad... It's not like a Jersey joke. Camden, New Jersey is like a pretty... It's like the number one crime city, or at least it was when I stored that away. I was thinking of the family from 7th Heaven. Is that the Camdens? Yeah, right? Katie, you're supposed to know everything. Every time I look at you, you have the space of, what are you talking about? Katie is not hired to Google. (laughs) She's not. She's She's supposed to know these things. She's here for the levels, and she's here for moral support. Okay. I respect that. So, so what kind of some, what kind of brain do you have? I was in some tiny town. Yeah, um, tiny tunes. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Somewhere in Virginia, like some <laughs> small town where there's like a local small little airport. Smallville. And uh, oh, like with a family from that uh, WB shows. Seven of us. I was trying to think of another show. <laughs> Pleasantville. Um, I'm so sorry. I love interrupting you though. You're fun. Uh, so Norm McDonald was like. <laughs> People are going to think that sound was genuine. They can't, they can't see your face. <laughs> oh, yeah. Forget about that. Yeah. This is radio, man, or whatever we call this. I, I recorded a comedy album. When you recorded your comedy album, did you worry about this? I tried to listen to it on the ride over. It's not on Spotify. 
my comedy album mm-hmm. oh it's not i haven't released it yet oh that's why well, thank you though. it's not on anything right yeah i wanted to listen to it oh thanks i'll yeah. send you a copy mm. <laughs> it's okay I'll just, it's easier you want you wanted to listen to it <laughs> <laughs> that, that window here. is closed but what about the drive home <laughs> i could get you a copy of... you have one on you no hmm um but uh, I have jokes that are like a couple of jokes where the punchline is a physical thing. Sure. Did you have? Any, yeah, I did. Yeah. Did you record those? And, I did. Yeah. Re- and release them? Uh huh. And did you? <laughs> and that, you did. You did. You not read uh, "Born Standing Up." I did read "Born Standing Up." Well, maybe you forgot a key part that should inform uh, may could inform your stand-up uh, CD is that he talks about how he had a lot of bits, especially on "Let's Get Small," which I believe is the first one, uh, which were physical punchlines. And uh, so he tried to sell the album the first time, and they were like, "What are all these? What are all these physical punchlines?" Then the album goes nuts because people enjoy interacting with the. It's like a book, you know what I mean? A book. There's no visual, so you have to engage. So on the album, there's no visual either, so you have to engage. It makes it more literally engaging. It makes it more compelling. So you have to wonder what is Steve Martin doing. And this is, I know, something I've said on the show before. But he goes like, "I'm going to suck a piano into my lungs." You hear a little cling clanging around, and then he goes there. Like, what did he do? I mean, like, I don't know, but the crowd laughed. So I have a version in my memory of what Steve Martin did in a white suit. I know what the troubadour looks like. I know what the crowd looked like. I know what the wait staff looked like. I know what the sound booth is. Because he made me imagine so much stuff. So the more, uh, the more physical stuff you can put on your album, I think the better. Or not too much, but, like, you want to have enough that people are, like, getting in there, getting their dick in there. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so yeah. what did you choose? You got to get your dick in there. <laughs> Get your dick, get your log in there. <laughs> log on to the album is what I said. <laughs> Maybe Katie. <laughs> so I, I did not, I took out, I only have two, like I'm not a... Oh, you took them out? I, uh, I'm, a, I'm a writing-based comedi- comedian. Yeah, you're a joke man. Tell the jokes, he's... You're a joke man. So, uh, you know, I feel, I felt weird. What was it? Tell the, tell the physical one. <laughs> I want the listeners to hear the joke that you cut out. And I want to see if it works in a, in an audio only format. Would you would you do it? <laughs> I'll do the physical. Yeah, perfect. Okay. Yeah. Here's a here's a joke. Not going to be on my album that is coming out uh, soon to very not soon from now. Great plug. Um. Yeah. Uh, it's either going to be called. Uh, 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 yeah. I, run them by me. I'd love to vote. Titles. Yeah. Uh, hey everybody. Just simple. Yeah. You know, it's safe. Yep. Taylor Williamson. Hey everybody. Yeah. Here's here's the test we got to do. My next guest is Taylor Williamson. Sorry, they don't say that. My next guest's new album, Hey Everybody, is available in stores now. Please welcome the very funny Taylor Williamson. Don't love it. Did you love it when I just did that? No. This one's His new CD, Hey Everybody. There's too many ways to say it. His new CD, Hey Everybody. But it's, it's safe. It is safe. And it's not bad. It's not great, but it's not bad. I understand. It works. Then I, they, yeah. And people aren't doing silly titles these days. Yeah, well, I mean, they're doing true. silly, but not like punchline. Well, uh, Gaffigan, the, the billboard, uh, as I went to 7-Eleven to get these, uh, these snacks that I was eating, uh, Mr. Universe. Yeah. Simple. Um, and then uh, the, the silly one, but I'm worried people won't get that it's supposed to be stupid funny. I understand. And I, that's my concern. Although people th- today, people buy my CD, 100% of them are people who know who I am buying it. It's not people browsing and like, oh, this is a funny cover with a funny name. I see. I feel you trying to sell me on this title so before you say <laughs> <laughs> So the title I would like to use is Laughter, I Hardly Know Her. I love it. But you get how some people might be like, that's not funny. Oh, yeah. And, it's, and he's right. 
that but guy. it's supposed to be I understand I get how it's get funny it. I think it's funny uh. let's try it my next guest is a very funny comedian whose new CD, Laughter, I Hardly Know Her, laugh from the audience. Right. That, he pauses for the laugh. From yeah. He goes, please welcome back to the program. <laughs> In this version, you're coming back. It should be Craig Ferguson then. <laughs> Taylor Williamson. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't do him. It's very offensive. <laughs> What's the third choice? Um... I Laughter, I hardly know her is my, is my favorite. And there's no H-E-R in the spelling, too, so it's, I don't know if I'm overthinking this, which I know I am. L-A-F-F-T-E-R? It's L-A-U-G-H-E-R. Wait, laugh, L-A-U-G-H-T-E-R? Why wouldn't you just spell it normal? Now you're... Well, that's what I'm saying. If you spell it normal, there's no H-E-R. Yeah, Laughter. But this, the word is... I hardly know her. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's an extension of... What's the classic? Like poker, I hardly know her. Poker or liquor, I hardly know her. But liquor is Q-U-O-R. Should I call it liquor, I hardly know her? Is this funny? (laughs) Q, capital Q, looks like an O that likes to party. Looks like he's snorting coke. I mean, it's... It's It's something. It's something. (laughs) Wow, you gave me zero. I gave you... uh, You you thought about it. Let me do my joke. That's not on my comedy. Oh, yeah, I want to hear the third title, though. I don't have a third title. Oh, I thought there was a third title. Taylor Williamson, hey everybody. I'm against threes. Rule of three, I hate it. Really? For real, yeah. I defy the rule of three. I feel like the rule of three is so expected that two is funnier. If you're going to go, let me rephrase. If you can go one not funny, two not funny, three funny, I say one not funny, two funny. Okay. That's my, uh, that's my rule. I understand that. That's, a, a lot of people are wise to the rule of three. Yeah, it's like my, my mom probably knows the rule of three. She probably does it in her life without knowing. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to think of a good example of a rule of threes. How does my mom do the rule of three? Yeah, she's like, Taylor, go to bed now or later or I'm going to murder you. (laughs) (laughs) Something like that. Yeah, thanks, Mom. The third one was the funny one. Tell me the joke that's on the album. My my vote for is definitely laughter. I hardly know her. Your face says you're kidding. You know what I'm saying? Like the album cover is not going to be like a guy who looks like he would really tell that joke. But then do I have a silly cover? I like my my album cover is a silly cover. I wish I could see it right now behind you. On <laughs> I forgot it was there. I forgot it was. Where is it? Oh yeah, impregnated with wonders. Just a pull from the from the one of the one of the routines. It's it's good. And then I wanted to you know look sunshiny and friendly. Like if I were you, I would want to look uh, uh, a little uh, nervous and uh, unkempt. <laughs> Just insulting you. No, I mean like your comedy comes from like a left of center kind of place. You know what I mean? So like you in a suit. Calling me a liberal? Mm, I loved it. You in a suit that doesn't quite fit or you like in a suit that like you're soaking wet with flowers that is like sagging. And it's this laughter I hardly know her. (laughs) Sorry, that's how I see you. Is that wrong? I did a whole photo shoot and uh, I happen to have a rubber rubber chicken just in case, you know? Of course, always. (laughs) Here's what I wanted to do. This is like my dilemma. This is like real life problem. This is com- comedian problems. Like yeah. I wanted to look good. It's my. It's like uh, it's a big deal for me, you know. Mm-hmm. So like uh, I did like some simple pictures. I just just me by myself and goofy and normal and the waving or whatever. Just, uh, then I had this rubber chicken. I might as well use it. Mm-hmm. And uh, why not? And no one has rubber chicken photos, you know. No. Nope. And if it's like so, I had like. What I want to do, ideally, is... Uh, <laughs> I'm still laughing at laughter. I hardly know her. I really like it. Uh, now you're bothering... I appreciate this. Why? You went with the other one? No, I didn't go with anything yet. You clearly go with that one. Nobody's voting for But hey, if I everybody. go with that, then the picture should match the, the thing, I think. Like, I have, like, a, I have rubber chicken that's dead. But that's too sad, I think. 
So you have to go with the one where you're not waving as if to say, hey, everyone. <laughs> you fucking weirdo. I love it. I can just do a picture of me and Nicole Laughter. I hardly know her. It doesn't well, it's your first. Nobody's only. It's your first album. Most people are going to be buying this on the iTunes. So the picture of the CD needs to be close on your face. Right. Exactly. So that's the, the ideal. This is what I actually think is a good idea yeah. is um, me in like a booth with like a, a girl or like a dinner, you know, and uh, this is like for real what I wanted to do. But I realized that... I mean, it's too complicated. It should be up close to my face, like you said. Right. So it's me. I have, like, a chicken dinner in front of me. <laughs> and she has a rubber chicken on her plate. And I'm pointing, like, I think I'm hilarious. And, like, I, it's the funniest joke of all time. And she's just like, who the fuck are you? This is not funny. But I don't think it works for this. Though. I think all you need is a straight on, like, Mulaney. The top part. It's all business. It's just a picture like, of him. His jokes are great. And just, that's the business. And it's called the top part. It's just a pull from one of his jokes. But I don't, I don't have a bit called Laughter, I hardly know her. I, you don't need a bit called Laughter, I hardly know Should I write know. a joke called that and put it in there? It's just like you leaving yourself a voicemail. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Laughter, I hardly know her, and then that's one of the tracks. No, I don't think that's necessary. How about at the end of every track, I have like a voicemail to... Uh-huh. To, um... Laughter, I hardly know her. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Laughter, I hardly know her. <laughs> I'm just turning my phone off. I realized it was on. Do you want to hear my bit from... Yeah, I got it right there. Silent joke, college agent, Norm MacDonald. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I'm on the ball. <laughs> um, it's funny, if I did go to a rodeo, it would be my first rodeo. <laughs> I'd be like, where do I sit? This is my first rodeo. I wouldn't stop saying it the whole day. <laughs> How do I throw the rope? I'm sorry, this is my first rodeo. <laughs> the bull's coming at me. What do I do? This is my first rodeo. What's the Who are these clowns? This is my first <laughs> rodeo. Sorry. <laughs> why are all these horses here? Did you say that? Are there it's horses? My first rodeo. Are there horses? Why aren't there horses here? I think there are. Yeah, there are. I don't know. It's my first rodeo. And I've been to a rodeo. You have? Yeah. Was it your first rodeo? It was my first. I feel like that's a lot of fun, what we just did. It's a free podcast. Am I supposed to... <laughs> people people get little bits like that for free. Am I supposed to... When I laugh... Am I and I get to do them for free. What? I get paid, right? You get paid. Okay. You don't get paid. <laughs> I get lied to? I get lied to? I'll lie to you. Okay. <laughs> are, you are you being honest about that? I, I'm like the, in Labyrinth, the two doors. One of them tells the truth and the other one's lying. Wow. Remember that? I haven't seen Labyrinth, but I get what you're saying. Can I spoil Labyrinth? No. <laughs> you definitely can spoil Is Labyrinth. Is that the Tom Cruise one? Oh, you haven't seen Labyrinth? What's the one with Tom Cruise and uh, uh, the chick? Where Jennifer, do Jennifer Connelly. Yeah, it's Jennifer Con- isn't it Jennifer Connelly? Yeah. It's Jennifer Connelly. And Tom Cruise? No. <laughs> David Bowie is who you're What confusing. am I thinking of? You're thinking of... Uh, He's in some like 80s labyrinth type movie. Oh, you're thinking of uh, The Last Unicorn. The Last Samurai? He's a lot of last things. <laughs> is he? Yeah. The last person that dated Katie Holmes. Uh, Topical. The Last probably Unicorn. Probably not, actually. Yeah, she's probably... She's probably stupid somebody. She was probably stupid. What if I talk like that? She's probably stu- I like Yiddish. I mean, I'm very impressed, by the way, with your uh, your uh, Jewish uh, intelligence. My Jew intelligence. Your Jew intelligence? Chelsea and Nick Roll were just telling me I can't keep saying Jew like I do. I have to say Jewish. <laughs> like, I just did it. And it did sound offensive. I disagree. Really? Yeah, it's just a people. It's, if you go that Jew. Yeah, I don't, and I don't use it as a verb. But Jew like is that. a... But, like, I'm like, I'm hanging out with my uh, Jew friends. So that's questionable. <laughs> But I'm saying it to them. But you're saying my Jew friends. And I'm with Nick and Chelsea, who are both Jewish, and I love love hanging out with you you Jews. (laughs) Ah, callback. Deep, deep, sweet callback. 
Is this how I get, get not booked on his TV show? Yeah, because Nick books it. <laughs> the Nick. Oh Kroll wait, no, I thought you Nick meant the Kroll. league. I thought you meant the league. Oh no, you're the, right. The he does Nick book Kroll it. Show. No, I'm sure. Uh, you see what I'm doing? I'm putting all my. Uh, I'm not good at uh, analogies. I'm putting all my irons in the fire of the Pete Holmes talk show. Okay, yeah. So I'm just alienating everyone else to make you laugh. Burn those bridges, and then yeah. I'm I'm the only I'm the triborough, and you got to come to me. Yeah, and I'm if I have to. If you have to. No, Nickel, Nick's, they're already done shooting, so you're going to have to wait till next season. He'll forget that you scorned him here. I'm a fan. I did a thing. Nick Kroll, I heard one person say that they don't think he's funny. Who? Nick, Some person. Nick Kroll? But they saw it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could be better. I did this thing with him like seven years ago. It was like a pilot presentation, which is, uh, for people who don't know, it's like a... Like you know how like a pilot's not a real thing. It's like yeah. a pilot. Um, pilots are the real thing. But like a, it's like no, a, I understand. You know it's what I mean? A pilot presentation. It's like a. It's like to try to get a pilot. They do it's that. the pre-pilot. Yeah. It's the pre-com it's, of the of it's the, the PP. If making a baby is a TV show, a a presentation <laughs> pilot is coming on your sheets. <laughs> I love being dirty. It's Why my sheets? Not your sheets. Your own sheets. Oh, so I I. You woke up next to a, a pile of your pilot presentation. <laughs> and you're like, I hope that gets picked up because I got to sleep here. <laughs> they should call it PP. I'm going to go back to that joke I made. That PP? Oh, I liked it. Did you know girls don't have a PP? They have vaginas. But they don't call it PP for them. They go PP, little girl. I'm not trying to yep. be creepy. It's a but little, like, little boy has, has a PP and goes PP. Little girl just goes PP but does not have a PP. But what is she PP from? This is just the first of many lies that women are told that drive them slowly insane. <laughs> They're like, why don't I? And then they get PPNV. But we have pouch envy. Pouch envy? Yeah. I wish I was a kangaroo. Well, only the woman kangaroo has the pouch, so the male. It's from Larry David. Larry David wrote this for Seinfeld. Oh. But pouch envy. I've never had vaginal envy. They, they talk about penis envy. Yeah, I would not want to have that. It sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's weird. It's like having a room you have to tend to. You have to clean it. <laughs> You're self-conscious about it. At least my dick is out. Like, I can give it a good scrubbing. I don't need any help with it. And, like, because guys can have, like, like balls are ugly. Pretty, It's pretty Balls clear. are ugly. But, like, it's just, like, I can have ugly balls. Be like, yeah, I have, balls are ugly. That's what happens. Right. But if a girl has an ugly vagina, it's not like... Oh, she's a girl. She has an ugly vagina. It's terrible. It's her life. They have the vaginal rhinoplasty. Is that what they call it? Is that happened? Va- vaginoplasty. <laughs> they, they have like vagina lips. Vagina flips. Flips. <laughs> <laughs> they get a lip tuck, not a nip tuck. Ah, <laughs> uh, lip tuck. I didn't know that. No, for real, it's a, it it's stands a to reason. That's pretty crazy. But no guys like I mean I'm sure somewhere they do it, but no no guy is self conscious enough to like, get his balls like done because I'm sure some of them are. Somebody on a long enough timeline, somebody's had their balls tucked. You think I can do that? But I mean, like your balls have to be a travesty to be like this is worse than regular. <laughs> balls are gross. Yeah, balls are so weird. They move <laughs> in a pool. They get close to the body during sex. They get close to the body. It's fucking gross. I just heard all there was a penis episode on uh, on stuff to blow your mind where they were talking about how the balls get. I thought the balls get close to the penis during sex. You know, they'll kind of tighten up to save them from getting jostled. It's not. It's to heat them. Because your body's warm, so it'll heat them because the cum is more likely to be fertile and, like, moving around if it's heated. Isn't that wild? I'm thinking about your balls right now. I'm very I'm thinking about my own balls. It's weird. It's made of elbow skin. Very, you know, you can <laughs> tug it. No nerve endings. Uh, I wrote a joke. You ever read a joke that you, I found out the word, uh, uh, 
I, I had like a non sequitur thing in my routine, and then I got it's just say random things and they make people laugh. That's how I do this. Uh-huh. And I said, uh, uh, <laughs> funny how black guys have big weenuses. <laughs> But like I just found out what a weenus was. But I find a weenus is like elbow skin. It's like that's what it's called a weenus. But I find out something. Then I assume that I'm dumb and everyone else has known these words. Wait, but, no, somebody lied to you. That is not called a weenus. It is, Katie. No, someone. I'm not I, crazy. I, I love that someone lied to you and you believed it long enough to say it on this show. Lot of listeners. <laughs> Look up weenus. If you yeah, don't turn turn safe search on before you type in weenus because <laughs> that is just slang for penis. But like I found out what a duvet was two years ago, and I, now I, if someone doesn't know what it is, I think they're stupid because I was stupid and didn't know. I duvet think. is the lining it between your toes. That, but it's just an urban dictionary. I don't find like a real. Yeah, nobody. It's not a medical term. Nobody's calling. But it. neither is cocksmith. If you ran into the coolest, yeah, youngest hospital, slang for this. I don't know about that. It's slang for what? A weenus. I'm going to say that weenus may in some areas be what they call the elbow skin. But I'm going to say for the most part, if you say, oh, girl, lick my weenus, she's going for your belt. <laughs> she's going to lick my belt? How can you call a weenus a belt and not an elbow skin? How can you call a weenus a belt? And she's going to lick my belt if I say lick my weenus? I said she's going to go for the belt, meaning undo the belt. Oh, you think she'll... So if I just go down the street and say, hey, lick my weenus, she'll start pulling my pants down? You've never done that? When I was in high school, I wish there was a breast grab day. A day where you could just grab people's breasts, consequence-free. I thought you said breast crab day. I'm like, oh, I don't know if I'd want that. Breast grab. But then, you know, we used to debate it. This was like our Socratic moment in high school. would go like, yeah, but like my, my friend Aaron and I would talk about it. And I was like, but then, you know, your sister, you know, your sister's going to get. And then we were like, well, maybe there's an age limit. There's got to be. An age. Oh, yeah. like, like we really talked about breast grab day. What if like you have to grab someone's breast and by the end of the day you have no one left. So you, you, have, you have to grab your sister's breast. I was, you know, because I didn't grow up with sisters. I was always perplexed with the idea that if someone, if your sister had a bag over her head and you saw her naked, you would be aroused. <laughs> Isn't that troubling? I always feel like that means guys that had sisters are more, like, sexually in control somehow. They seem like to have their shit together a little bit because they've dealt with women before. Like, they've been with women on, like, car trips and pools and shit. And, like, me, the first time I saw a girl, that was the first time. There was no, like, showering with my sister. I don't know if people do that. Do they? (laughs) No, I mean, that's fair. What about the whole, like, you guys are attracted to their mothers? Oh yeah, what, you're on the right podcast, man. <laughs> this comes <laughs> this comes up like every episode. I'm a, I'm a, like a big uh, pusher of that. What what are, what are your feelings? Not not that like, and I have to say this every time because I, I just don't want to get a reputation for that. But like, I don't want to fuck my mother per se, but in the back per se, I don't want to fuck my mother. But <laughs> I think what sex, and I've said this many times on the show, is just an it's a, it's just a reunion with the things that you miss from being a baby you miss being in a vagina you miss licking boobs feeling safe feeling that release of love and all that stuff and that connection and that and in the first place you learned that was from your mother right what what are your thoughts you can disagree I, I that's a weird thought that i'm not comfortable with i've just said it many times what about like superman what about superman he was adopted he, st- he still he learned it on krypton he was a breast man. Maybe that's why he's so weird with Lois Lane, just because he doesn't know. I haven't thought this through very much. <laughs> no, I like it a lot. Hey, you guys were at a comic book place. Are we yeah. allowed to acknowledge we're at a comic book place? 
Yeah, I'd rather people not know where we were. We're in a we're in a, I'm P, P Diddy's recording studio. <laughs> Everybody knows where we are. What Pete made home you, Diddy. What made you think of uh, the mom thing? Oh God, bring it back to like. No, what, I, 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 I said I, something. I'm not hiding anything. I said something like, uncomfortable, and I want you to say something uncomfortable. Um, I'll tell you something weird. No, because I uh, I was on the phone with my mother today. I call my I call home on Sundays typically, and my mother was like talking about how like unhappy she's been, and she and she'll say things like, "Oh, I just want you to come home. Like I'm the golden boy." So she's just like, "Just like come home. I want you to come." and uh, get a house in uh, Nantucket. She's always like, just get a summer house. Like, I could do that. She's like, get a summer house in Nantucket because they were just there. And she's like, and I'll live there and you can come and visit. And I'm like, Mom, we're not in South America. Like, in South America, even after you get married, you still, like, live with your parents. And the mother is very... Like, this is the same land where moms give their kids uh, hand jobs and stuff when they're cranky. Right. In Japan, they do that, too. See, there's... uh, In Japan, just in general... What's that? Today. Yeah, I know. No, I'm not saying in yesteryear. I'm talking about now yeah. yeah also in parts of south america get a japanese comedian on this show and it'll get really awkward if you start asking them stuff like that you mean one that was reared in japan <laughs> were they reared no they still have japanese moms yeah do you think that came over yeah that, that practice yeah the katano the katana <laughs> rub <laughs> give them a little katana rub <laughs> oh god <laughs> sheath his katana and then unsheath it and then sheath it and then unsheath it and then sheath it and then unsheath it and then out comes sake. Oh my god, I've offended myself. I'm so sorry. It came up for me because I made out with this chick who was an extra on Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Buddy, I was just thinking about that. Yeah. I mean, like two days ago, I was just thinking about how Bill is attracted to his mom. Is that where you're going? No, I'm saying made out with a lady who was older than I thought she was. She was an extra on Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. She could have been a child extra. That's a good point. But she's still like late But 30s. it's also a movie where Bill is attracted oh, right. to his mother. Because Keanu goes, dude, it's your mom. And he goes, I know, as he's staring at her tits. Stepmom, right? Oh, that's right. It is his stepmom. I mean, a- that does change it quite a bit. Right. That changes it 100%. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, go on. I'm sorry. You made out with an older woman. Right, and someone's like, dude, that's creepy. Like then and then I, I have uh it's I've I've tried not to date Asian girls because I've been told that I look like I date Asian girls and I don't wanna be a stereotype. Of- who who is telling you that that's called a weenus and that you look <laughs> like you date Asian girls? Because like uh but uh, people, I talk to cool people, you know. You look like you date Asian girls. That's not an insult. That means like you look like you're into. I'm very handsome, and it doesn't. And work. Asian girls are you know traditionally very beautiful. It no, means like cool you stuff. look like you're sexually uh, aggressive, like not aggressive, but like confident. I mean, my point is, I've been fighting God's will. Is like and it's very hard. So I, all the girls I date are either Asian or they're like my mom. Is this what is what saying. that's what you're saying. Yeah, you do date Asian girls. I, I mean, it's not like a thing, but it, it ha- like, it's a thing. I like. <laughs> I'm attracted to lots of different girls. Uh-huh. The ones who are equally attracted to me are either uh, uh, Asian or crazy artist types. Interesting. Like they want to. They're like artists and they're crazy. Yell at you and do a piece about it. <laughs> Just like whip you and lie to you about elbow skin. <laughs> My mom told me about the weenus. Was it? No. <laughs> <laughs> so you fucked around with an older woman. Why that made out with awkwardly ones? Okay. So what? That's not a good story. I, I have no, like, no, no. I, I wasn't I saying five bring five. that story home. I'm, I'm letting you off the hook. What's the big deal? That's fine. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm really cool. Uh. But why do people like big tits, big hips, typically? You know what I mean? Like all these things that are just like these si- evolutionary signs that you're just like, this, oh, she'll, she'll, uh, she'll breed. 
I'm not into that because I'm, I'm a tiny man. Also, well, Asian girls, sorry, Asian ladies, typically, I've known Asian women with big breasts and big hips, but I mean, typically <laughs> they are being followed by 500 dudes, so it's hard to see them close. <laughs> typically, Asian girls uh, will be a little bit less curvy. They're not the curviest group. When you say like a Latina woman, you're thinking of a curvy woman. When I say Asian woman, you're thinking of more of an athletic build. Right. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, did you think what I just said was offensive? You didn't no, no, no. want to? I'm trying very no, no, no. hard not to be offensive. <laughs> no, that's why you humors me is you're trying to not say that Asian people are tinier. Typically, and I'm basing this mostly on uh, pornography. <laughs> <laughs> if you're looking for a BBW, type in Asian BBW. BBW. Big beautiful woman. Type in Asian BBW. They're ugly sometimes. There's going to be like one. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be one, and uh, she's doing the katana rub. <laughs> <laughs> this has been so uncomfortable. It's great. Are there videos of just, like, Japanese moms? Uh, oh, well, that, those videos are illegal. <laughs> With the kids? I didn't finish. Okay. That'd be a good movie. If I was a director or a producer of... <laughs> porno movies uh-huh you get like a like a 60 year old mom with her like 40 year old son that's so gross there's, no, there's, there's, no 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 are you kidding me you're just you're on the border of weird right now we haven't begun to weird how can it get weird there are there's porn it's not that we can make it weird but i'm just saying there are uh there's porn where they pretend they're related I've right. come across that. Yeah, I mean, that's I've weird. never, I've never that's sought it out. Adam Carolla's into that. He is. Like, like listen, I listen to Loveline back in the day a lot, and uh, he would talk about uh, it's called taboo or something. Yeah, taboos. It's like a whole. He's he like no joke. Was just super into it. There's like movies, like hour movies. These kids these days, we're not a, uh, we're not exposed to the porno f- uh, feature films with the know? backstory and the plot and everything. It's all and it's business like, these days. It is all business. It'll like your typical porn clip will cut in the middle. There's like 30 seconds left. <laughs> right. It's just like some incredible position that you're like, how the fuck did they get into that? You don't even know that backstory. His his foot is by her head. <laughs> his other foot is on a ceiling fan. How the fuck did he do that? I don't even know if they have stories anymore. Like back yeah. in, back in the day, you hear stories that they fast forward through the story. I remember that. <laughs> I remember the the porn that I had. There was like a therapy session, like a Sopranos episode. There was therapy that, uh, and then later I talked about it in therapy. <laughs> it was very, very appropriate. Del, uh, we'll get back to. I'm going to get back to. I'm going to write mom sex on the paper. Okay. I want you to tell the silent joke. A silent joke. Lighten it up. Can I also, bit. for the record, just say that I think I didn't fish the Nick Kroll thing. Not that he's like going to hear me say this. He but, might. But he's. I did this thing with this pilot presentation. And by him. the way, by when I said, oh, I'm so glad you remember this. When I said the only person that would think Nick Kroll is is not funny is Nick Kroll. I mean that as a, <laughs> as a high compliment. Right. No, he's because he's the funniest. He's like objectively funny. He's. It's a fact. Like I did yeah, this thing with him, fact. and uh, again, like seven years ago, and. and uh, and uh, uh, it was like he's supposed to be a therapist, and uh, he's interviewing comedians. It was like, super cool. Like it was like uh, Jesselnick, John Mulaney, uh, uh, Nikki Glaser, Lizzie Cooperman, a lot of like really funny people. And uh, it's cool to be a part of that. And then uh, he's so we just had to do our bits, and he was going to give his therapy or whatever. Mm-hmm. He, his responses, I just could not stop laughing. Hmm. Like even now that I'm like more professional, quote unquote, uh-huh. I had like snot coming out of my nose and stuff. I feel like it never got picked up. I feel like I, I was I, I thought it was my fault because I just like ruined every scene that I was in because you were laughing. I could I could not it's not coming out of my nose all over the place. It's just like <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's because you were trying to keep it in. Yeah. Was, so the laughter. was was latching onto snot and being like, we found a way out, and they slid out on you the snot. You close your mouth and it shoots out your nose. Yeah, I understand. Kind of like gross. breaking out of a prison in a laundry basket. <laughs> they never check the laundry basket. 
<laughs> They're like, 15 inmates are escaping each month. Uh, who cares? Keep this laundry getting out of here. It's real heavy. And it keeps sneezing. Or you go down, you go in the, the drains. Drains are good, too. Right? And it goes out into the hole, and there's just a big ocean underneath. You have to pull down, like, like 100 feet. This is Shawshank. I was thinking fugitive. Oh. But, hey. Hey. So my joke is... Uh, what do gay horses eat? Log cabin. <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to say hey kind of effeminately. I swear I was about to say that. You go, hey. It's really funny. I thought of that. I don't know if that's offensive. I would, I, I would tell that joke to my gay friends. I would be totally fine with that joke. But you're talking to a large audience. There might be somebody that didn't like that joke. You ever do a bit? I that, didn't write that joke. I, I like it though. I protect myself from anyone not liking that joke. <laughs> hey. Do you take pride in figuring out like joke, like riddles, like oh questions, yeah, and like figuring it out before you know the answer? But you know, I don't even do it for. It's just instinct. Now right. I'm not saying that to be super no. cool. It's just like it's it's been a long time, or it's rare that someone will tell a setup to a joke that I don't have at least three guesses for where it might be going. How about this? Hit me. This joke, I heard on Growing Pains. This is the model for my entire sense of humor. I can't wait. I bet I won't be able to guess it because yeah. you're very, you're tricky. I'm very you're tricky. a slippery little guy. Uh, you Everybody. know that that, uh, that Run DMC song, Tricky, Tricky. Yeah, it's tricky too. It's written about to man. guess a punchline, guess a punchline, Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> tricky. Yeah, I know that song. Uh, what do you get when you cross an elephant and a rhino? What? Elephino? <laughs> I had no guess. I, that's too. That's too. That's too tricky. That's so good. Or the other one. This is. This is Elephino. The other one that I love is. Uh, this. It's so. It's not even funny. Okay. But I wish. I wish everyone knew the jokes that I knew. Like, and it was on the top of their heads all the time. So like. Uh, so like the joke is, what time is it when an elephant sits on your fence? Time to get a new fence. Right. So. When someone says to me, like, hey, what time is it? I want to go, time to get a new fence. <laughs> but that's not funny. No one knows what it means. I, I've said on the show before that I find the joke, what time is it? Time to get a watch. Very funny. Sure. Yeah, I also thing. found the last time I, that joke's so funny, last time I heard it, I fell off my dinosaur. The first time I heard that, I was like, what did you just say? <laughs> I couldn't believe the clever way someone had described, like, d- discovered oh, oh, yeah. to say that's an old joke. Right. I was like, because it was the first time I, I got the pleasure as an audience person, like as a, just a person hearing a joke, to do the math of like, oh, you're saying it's oh, ah! like you know what I mean? Instead of just being like that joke's old, right? Love that joke. I like that. Time to get a new watch. What was it? What were you saying? You were saying, you were telling a story. I have no stories. Um, no, you were on a thing. No, I don't. Uh, you you were like, let me finish this thing, Nick Kroll, Norm McDonald. Norm, I I don't think so. Do the joke that that's silent. Because um, that's what I said, and then you're like, okay, but first I'll do this. The joke is, uh, I like to smile when I see a pretty girl. This is a joke that did not make my comedy album. Yep. We're going to cut this so it's at the beginning. Wait, I got of the two of them. Which one should I do? Okay. Let me think about this. Do this the smile one. Okay. <laughs> Just fucking do the smile one. I don't care. All right. You know, I wore sunblock yesterday, so I think I'm getting a pimple. It's not a good story. <laughs> I like. I thought it was really good, actually. Oh, thanks. I'm gonna. I'm gonna pitch it to J.J. Abrams. <laughs> nice. Thanks. Very good. <laughs> I like when you, you laugh when I say something that's not funny, but then when I say something funny, you go, "That's funny." It's because it transcends. It just goes like I just file it away. <laughs> just go, Taylor said something really funny. Mm. Um, that's that's not always true. I, I went to a show last night, Mulaney. Uh, fucking Rory Scovel. I died. I, I was like, I was the best audience member. I was dying with laughter. 
Yeah. Two Isn't that, fucking uh, unbelievably funny people. Do you, I get like narcissistic when I start when I laugh at during a comedian. I'm like, yeah, I fucking laugh at this guy. He's really good. Like you should appreciate how. how uh, I don't. I, but I put it on me though. I'm like, I was really good. I have a great sense of humor. You're lucky. I laughed at your. Humor. Uh, I think that's fine. Isn't that fine? If you were a chef and uh, I cooked for you and and you were like, this is incredible. Shouldn't I be like, oh, a chef likes my. Yeah, food? it's exciting to be impressed because we're so jaded by everything. Yep. And, like. They, they, Rory and Mulaney both made me completely forget, like a good mushroom trip, who I was. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just a guy listening to jokes. That's so cool. So funny. Super funny. And I, I gave Rory, I think, the best compliment you can give someone, which was I was like, I wish I hadn't seen it. Because now, in six months, I'll start thinking in the same area as him. And I'll be like, oh, so... And then I'll go, oh, that's Rory. And then I'll just be mad. Like, I wish I didn't have those words in my brain. They were so good. He was just so good. So tell the, tell the smile joke. Yeah, well, that's an interesting thing I heard on, on a previous episode or something. You said uh, you don't like watching other people. I don't. Okay. Um, all right, my joke is... Uh, Typically, but I just broke that mold. You fucking... Some people I watch. You're fucking Hippocrates. Old Hippocrates over here. Constant contradiction. Get into it. Oh. Um, when I see a girl I'm attracted to, her, I like to smile in her direction, let her know I'm interested. Sometimes I'm concerned. She doesn't know, know I'm smiling for her. She makes me think I'm a smiley kind of guy and I look in her direction accidentally. So I try to make it extremely clear I'm smiling for her. I go like this. I go. <laughs> that's the sign. Is there no tag? That's, I mean, that's the fast forward version of the joke. What's the tag? I mean, that's the joke. I feel like I don't have a tag. Should I get a tag? It looks like I'm telling her to jump in my mouth. That's what I would say at the but end. Yeah. You know what? That is funny. But like, I, I think I think about that because it's like I'm <laughs> explaining the joke. Do I have to explain what happened here? I mean, yes, please. I'll, I can say you you smile real big and you point to the girl and then you point to your smile and you point back to the girl. But I'm pointing inside my mouth like I'm nauseated. That's the like. Oh, that's funny because I didn't even realize. Oh, that. it's it's hard at the mic. Oh, that's what I'm going. Maybe that's why it doesn't work. <laughs> it looks like you're just doing this. Oh no! I'm trying to make it clear. I'm like I'm like. Like, I'm trying to show them a... It doesn't work because you're smiling. Nobody, while they're gagging themselves, smiles. That's so weird because it gets laughter, but I not bet for the reason I'm looking I, for. I, I wonder if they're like me because it looks like to me you're saying, you, get in my mouth. <laughs> get in my mouth. That's what I thought. <laughs> Isn't that weird when a joke works? for the? It works, but it works for a different reason than what you were looking I'll for? I'll never forget. I was in an improv scene and there were all these pandas and they were, they were acting up. You know, they're human pa- people playing pandas. <laughs> and I go, calm down, everybody. It's pandemonium. Right, and it got this huge laugh, and then I realized, oh, I made like a pun, and then I acted <laughs> like, like when a pool shot goes in, I acted like I meant to do. It. I was like, oh yeah, I know, I know words, pandemonium over here. It's not the same thing, but it's on the same like level of uh, uh, when uh, you were makes you're just you're hanging out with people, and then like uh, you say something, and then like people across the room laugh and you think oh. that they laughed at what you said that's one of the secrets to having us just bank it i'll bank laughter that's not even mine i'll say something and i hear people laugh i'm like they probably, heard. They yeah, probably just, heard. just round just round up like yeah i guess so we fixed one of those <laughs> let's go joke by joke let's do your album what's the first joke on your album uh, um so do you think that way is better than what i'm going for what is what is if it? you say you get in my mouth, that'll get a big laugh. I'm so you sure. think is that a funny way to go? To the point and then we have the ingredients as the listener to guess what you were doing. Because this CD, this joke's going on album number two. If I don't die before then, 
So wow. what a weird way to put it. Do you not think like that when you're like recording your album? It's like I kind of do. This is because this is what I was th- like. I mean, it's like being silly, but it's, but it's like a professional. Not think dying, but it's like this is my worst case scenario. I die after this is released, right? So like, uh, so this is released post mortem. Knock wood, that doesn't happen. Yeah, I'm knocking wood here. Thanks, man. Appreciate you're it. You're welcome. Um, I'm going too extreme with this thought, but like, uh, I know people recording, putting out your first album is weird when you're at like my level where you're like some people don't even know who you are basically so uh you can put out in that i'm doing comedy for nine years so i have a bunch of jokes i don't i don't have hours of killer a plus stuff but i i can do an album of really 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 good stuff or i can retire a bunch of old jokes i don't tell anymore so some people go that route where they do all the jokes that are fine but they don't really do anymore which kind of is a business thing like you do a show live and then they can buy here's a CD of jokes I don't tell anymore and that's right. kind of fun but then also it's like if I was buying I mean if I was a huge fan I'd want to hear the shitty stuff too or the less good stuff yeah but I think you release the killer you album you put out your best stuff every time every you have time, to yeah. and, then, and then you use the old stuff to cushion the new stuff that you write so when you have to do an hour you fill it with your older stuff that you never recorded and they haven't heard it and then that'll cradle the new jokes that will be the next album. Right. So you slowly start losing them again. And yeah. then they'll just be these these jokes that their only job is <laughs> they're the pallbearers of your of your material. <laughs> That's their whole only purpose. But it's weird how the business is so different. Like Jim Gaffigan years ago, uh, when he released before iTunes, you just record CDs at a show and you sell them after shows. He did a sixty minute C D and he cut into two thirty minute CDs and sold those after shows from like one thing. Oh really? And uh, the thirty minutes, and then you mean that- economics too in Luigi's Gaffigan. <laughs> oh, uh, Jim Gaffigan. I'm sorry. Is that, is that Jim Gaffigan? Yeah, oh. those what, are Gaffigan's. What were they called? Because I listened to all. Um, economics two in Luigi's Doghouse. Okay, sure. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I had those. Wow, yeah. They they were. He wouldn't mind me saying we've talked about this. They weren't the best audio quality, but they're very funny. Right. They're very funny. But he did do it very DIY. And then when he did his first like official Comedy Central release, he did kind of like a best up sort of thing where he did all his best jokes properly recorded yeah and then people are like and that's the weird thing it's like you do your first cd and you do a half hour special and then hopefully those are just kind of similar then you do an hour but the cd has more time than the half hour does and like you can't repeat in your hour special there's a cd of the hour mm-hmm. so you have like all these jokes like what do you do with the extra jokes and you just jump out the window do you know what i'm saying no you take the extra jokes and the, into that's your new stuff now old new so, like, say, say you, do, you did this, so you do a half-hour special, right? Yeah. Yep. And then your album, how long is your album? It's an hour. So you did it 60 minutes? I don't know. I'm uh, guessing it's like... I'm it's guessing like 20 it's, to 60 minutes. It's, it's between 20 and 60 minutes. <laughs> so, all the jokes on your special are on your CD? All the jokes from... Not all of them. A lot of them. Let's say, say of 22 minutes, maybe 15 minutes? Uh, yeah. Not... No. Really? There's a lot of stuff on my special that is not on my CD. Okay. And vice versa. So when you do an hour special, which I know you're working towards, yeah, what do you do? I don't understand. Do you repeat jokes from your CD that aren't on your special? No, no, no. Everything on the CD is retired and everything on the special really? is retired. Sure, of course. It's, hard, it's easier for me, Taylor, because maybe, I don't know if it's easier, but I can go up and, and uh, what did we talk about today? I could do that stuff. You have to write these little nuggets of jokes. Like, you have to chisel and polish and then present it within a persona. I could go up and talk about you You're thinking such an this, asshole. I know. This was, uh, am I? Yeah. Really? No, 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 no. This You're is wonderful. a weenus? <laughs> I was like, I could be like, my friend thought this was called a weenus and then riff on that for five minutes. You know what I mean? And, and you, you're, a, you're a jokesman, so I think it's harder for you. 
Right. I, I don't, I'm sure I've told you this, and this is the, uh, I mean, this is a wonderful compliment. Um, first, like, I don't, I didn't, like, I watch you go on stage, and I'm like, this guy's not going to be funny. Ha. Like, that's so funny. And then you're so fucking, everything you say is the funniest thing that could possibly be said about what's <laughs> no, being said. No, that is never and true. And then I see you again, I'm like, he's not going to be funny again. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was just, a, that was in the moment, he had, like, a nice time. Like, I just don't, it doesn't, I don't stick with you. I, I don't, you don't believe me. This is years ago. Now, yeah, I, yeah, now yeah. I've accepted it. That's that you're just so really funny. funny. I saw you at the Creek, Creek in the Cave, like at like the midnight, or the yeah, yeah, 50 yeah. First Jokes thing, like years ago uh-huh. in New York. And like, uh, I don't know why. Uh, it's, it's just, it's, some people I'm that way too. I'm like, you don't seem weird no. to me. Yeah, I understand. I'm a lot more white bread. I'm kind of CBS. You seem normal. Kind of normal. And which is not a bad thing, but no, like, I understand. I'm one of those comics who I judge. I get comedy snobbish when I see like a cool guy on stage. I'm like, what the fuck? You had sex in high school. What uh, the fuck are you doing? I did not have sex in high school. Oh, we have so much in common. <laughs> you think I'm cool? No, uh, no, no. Okay, that's good. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I, did, I wasn't getting excited. I was actually normal, getting though. offended. You <laughs> seem like, like between you? weird and uh, cool. You seem in the middle of that. I, I will take that. But now I see you as just uh, super weird. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fairly weird. But I think, you know, the ministry of the show is that everybody's really weird. But it's like what your sense of humor, like the uh, uncool uh, Somebody put it really funny. I, Wayne Fetterman was at the show last night, and he described my persona as, what am I doing up here? <laughs> Which I thought was so funny. He's like, kind of like, I don't belong up here. Isn't this weird that they <laughs> let me up here? And I was like, yeah, that's kind of exactly what I'm going for. Do you remember my impression of you? No. I don't. I don't have the voice down. But I got the like. Do uh, it. I did it for you in Portland. It's, it's something along the lines of. I have to think. Think about this. It's like. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, this because okay. Go it's like. Uh, I'm B. Holmes. I have toothpaste on my nipples. Why did I just say that? Why did I introduce myself? You know who I am. I don't have to who put toothpaste on their nipples. This is crazy. Why am I yelling? There's a microphone. I'm yelling into a microphone. <laughs> Presents. That's pretty good, right? Yeah, that's not bad. You should have seen my set last night. There was a lot of that. I was like, <laughs> how are you? And I was like, imagine if I took this and pretend it was a metal detector. It's 1980 over here. I pointed at a guy and went, you look angry. And it like killed. It was exactly toothpaste nipples. It's infuriating. Yeah, it's weird. Well, what am I doing? I'm... You're like a mathematician, and I'm uh, just – I don't want to compliment myself. I'm just this guy who picks up numbers somehow and throws them around, and people go, that's math. <laughs> and you're like, no! <laughs> Check the back of the book! The answers to the odd ones are in there, and he's wrong! <laughs> and everyone's like, we don't care. It's fun. They follow the Pied Piper, and they're like, math is fun. <laughs> math isn't fun! That's you in the corner. It's so like uh... – uh, I I think I'm good at what I do. I'm not putting myself down, you know. Yeah. But like, no, you're great. People, oh, thank you. But like, uh, my ratio of like funny to not funny is atrocious. I try out everything I think of. Sure. And like half the jokes that I think are funny are not. I wish I could remember a joke that I think is just amazing. So funny that no one likes. Um, um, I'm trying to think of one too. Well, here, here's a joke I wrote recently that I thought was like pretty good, mm-hmm. and it's just a one liner joke. But like, uh, uh. I, uh, for all people who don't know who I am, but this guy's not funny. His jokes don't have words, and then the word joke has with, with words isn't funny. But this is a joke that I think is funny. So, like, uh, uh, oh, nobody's gonna think that. I'm really talented. Okay. I was on last conversation, semifinalist. Top funny, 40th people in the world. Well, I mean, in 2010. 
those that were like interested in participating. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, Steve Martin was in line with me, man. No, I'm serious. He what? No, Him fuck you, man. I will believe Richard you. Richard Pryor. Okay, now I know you're using humor. I'm using humor. There's a pretty girl in the comic book shop right now. Look at that. Besides Katie, of course. Look yeah, that's that. a pretty girl. That's weird, right? Is she lost? <laughs> she looks lost. Should I go? Can I go help her? Yeah, I'm trying to trying to get what I feel from her. That's not really my type. Is that your type? Should we ask you what pretty ladies? What are you doing here, pretty ladies? I like a girl who looks like Meg Ryan from like 1988. I want to hear your one-liner. Okay, so it's like uh, some, something on the lines girls. of like uh, I don't know what the joke was. I mean, it was like something about like uh, I like dating a girl who has uh, um. It's easier to date older women because their biological clock is ticking. Like this last girl I was dating was like ninety five or something like that. You know what I mean? Something so I tried moving it, and it just never works at all. And it's just not fun. It's or it's just it's not funny. It's silly, but it's not funny. But so my point is that my ratio of things that aren't. I try out everything, Can and I, then one out of twenty is funny, maybe or something. Sure. So then, like, I don't think I'm. Uh, so when I see, well, you see, you see the whole process. People come to your show and they're like, "What a maestro!" And you're like, "You should have seen the I love dating women who are older because their biological clock is ticking." I dated this woman who was ninety five. Pause, 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 pause. And it's more awkward when I bomb too. When I. When I do well, it's super cool because it's like, here's my joke, boom, here's my joke, boom. But yep. when I bomb, it's here's my joke, oh, this is awkward, here's my joke, <laughs> oh my god, this is weird. And there's no, audi- you can't really call too much of an audible. No, it's, I mean, I can do silliness. I know, yeah, sure. But it's, I'd rather not. And then when, uh, uh, that's something else interesting to say. I don't know what happened. Maybe this, I, when I was at the improv last night, I opened with two jokes uh, that are very jokey. Uh, one of them is I just say, I saw someone jogging today that looked like they were making fun of someone jogging. Yeah. And then I, the punchline, in my opinion, is I go, is that anything? And then they they laugh at both the joke, the observation, and I think me saying, is that anything? <laughs> I, I tag it with, is that something worth mentioning? Uh, at the top of the show, I think that's very funny. And then the next joke I did was very, very quick. And then I started like a chunk. And when I started the chunk, I could feel everyone shifting. And I was like, I wish I had like 50 short jokes because that's what that that's the move for that crowd last night. And I envied guys like you that can just be like, joke, 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 joke. Because if the crowd is good, you can get them into a, a five iron, iron frenzy. But there's some guys who are just amazing joke tellers who just can't do in between stuff. Like they couldn't go to like laughs in Tucson, Arizona and deal with a crowd who just wants to be rowdy, you know? Right, right. They got, there's guys who just do business like uh, like – um, I don't know, whatever. There's a lot of guys like that. Do you ever get this though? Like this is like what happens to me is um, I'll do like a racial joke. It's not even racist, mm-hmm. not even racist, mm-hmm. or like a, a joke about gay marriage or whatever. Where it's like ironic or whatever, and then the joke doesn't work, and then I worry that they, they're not laughing because they think I'm racist. Yeah, that ha- that also goes the other way where you'll make a joke and you you think you're being ironic and it's just accepted. That my, when I first started, my all my jokes were ironic racial jokes that I thought they were not as ironic as I thought really? they were. They're just laughing because I said a racist statement and people are terrible people. <laughs> What's your other silent joke? My other silent joke is uh, um, this joke works for the proper reasons for sure. sure. Like, the punch. It's all okay, So it's like uh, um, <laughs> God bless you. Um, Thank you. The joke is. Uh, I guess, like let's be serious here for a second. Let's okay. Stop the shenanigans. Why is it okay if when you see a dog, you can go, "Oh, that dog's so cute. Oh, that dog's adorable." But then I'm creepy when I go, "I think that dog is attractive." 
<laughs> See, you're licking the perimeter of your mouth <laughs> very slowly, very Jabba the Hutt. Yeah. That absolutely should be on the album because everyone will be laughing and everyone that listens to the album will go, why are they laughing? I bet he's making some sort of face. (laughs) And then you'll have uh, 500 people with 500 different guesses on what you're doing with their face. And now you're really making an imprint. I already recorded it. Here's, here's, no, don't worry about it. Next album, If You Don't Die, which is what I wanted to talk to you about. Do you think in terms of death a lot? I and they're not uh, and not in a depressing way, but like no. when I fly, like I hate flying. I just accept that I'm going to die. Really, every time. <laughs> this sounds so much worse than it. Mean it. Like uh, I'm very inarticulate. Is that the word? Uh-uh. Um, but like uh, I think like at least I'm not dead. I go to that a lot. Like when I was at the airport, this little airport, going back to something from ten years ago. We're talking about, and then uh, the like the flight was delayed to Newark. You know, mm-hmm. and there's like a storm coming into Newark, and like. Uh, and like my flight was late, like literally eight times. I've been in this shitty little airport in uh, some little town. I have no idea where I was. And you're trying to get to Newark to get to fly. <laughs> I know. And then like easy. And I was like easy I just, joke. <laughs> and I have to get back to L.A. and like. Uh, and then and I was at, I was okay. there for ten hours. Yeah. And then I'm like, I, I'm just not one of these people. Who, like I've been stuck on the plane for four hours because we're stuck in the plane and we yeah, can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people are like, oh, what the hell? I'm always impressed when people. No one's complaining. Right. It's like, oh, you want to go fly and hang out with Buddy Holly and the La Bamba uh, guy. <laughs> That's so funny. But I'm like, I'm happy. I'm not like. I yeah, at least dead. you're not dead. Yep. I, I had the same thing. I was on a bumpy flight on one of those little American Eagle planes going yeah. into New York, and the, there were 97 mile an hour winds. So we tried to land, and we failed. Like we went down, and like it was horrible. I was really white knuckling it. Not horrible. People have worse stories, but it all it coincided with one of those days that like I was just feeling vulnerable. I was just feeling like not ready to die not ready to think about death it, i just like hadn't eaten i hadn't slept so it was like worse for me and then they pulled up and people were like come on <laughs> and then the steward came out and was like okay guys uh we couldn't land um but we need to decide what we're going to do soon because we've been circling for a while now and we're running out of fuel so all i'm thinking is we're gonna die <laughs> he can't he can't just be like we're running out of fuel our fucking metal bird is running out of fuel we can't just pull over on a cloud and fuel up but people literally someone went i got tickets to the lion king tonight tickets to the lion king i'm like am i the only one that's just like just get us anywhere because they were like we can either try again we're running out of time fuel you know what i mean we can either try again what if that doesn't work or we can go to washington dulles and i was like Go to Dulles, you fuck. <laughs> Why are you even putting this to the people? Right. There's a pilot with the little uh, shoulder things and the badge. Let him decide. We did. And then people were like, boo. <laughs> and the guy next to me was drinking coffee as we were like shuddered landing. I was like, this isn't stimulating enough for you, you idiot. Right. I, I, I felt very alone on that flight. One guy, when we landed at Dulles, got off, was like, Goodbye. I'm renting a car. I'm driving from Dallas. I stayed on. I, got, that's, I, I was married at the time, called my wife, and I was like, uh, should I stay on? I'm terrified. Like, I was like really scared. And she's like, yeah, just stay on. It'll be faster. And I was like, okay. Yeah. She couldn't have known, but I remember being like, you should have told me to get off the plane. Like, I would have felt more. But then she was maybe reasonable. I'm not trying to give her a hard time. She doesn't listen to the show. She's a big fan of mine. Is one. she? Yeah. She loves your log, Gavin? <laughs> oh no she I'm loves not... another man's log cam I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> no it's okay you're happy for her 
Sure, yeah. No, I want her to be happy, absolutely. Yeah. That's a good attitude. Yeah, it takes a lot of work to have that attitude. Uh-huh. <laughs> I saw Andrew Clay on stage one time. Who? Andrew Dice Clay. It he sounded was, like you said AJ's Clay. I saw uh, Clay Aiken. <laughs> Andrew Dice Clay Aiken. Yeah. That's funny. I like that. Oh, I broke your gum. You broke my gum, bro. <laughs> I'm so sorry, gum. And he was on stage talking about, uh, by the way, he does the cigarette, but he doesn't smoke anymore. Yeah. He still has, he takes out the pack and does the, like, uh, you know when they, like, uh, yeah, they pack them. They, like, they pack a pack and he takes out, he's, he keeps it in his mouth and he plays with it. It's like a, He's got that thing. We fixation. Have, fixation. And uh, that goes back to your mom, right? Having like an oral fixation. Yeah, you want a nipple in your mouth. Right. And, uh, <laughs> and then... Uh, We're much more comfortable being like girls fall in love with guys like their dad, too. That happens, too. Right. Like ask a girl that you're going out with what her dad was like, and she'll start describing you, probably. But you know what's interesting? I think this is like a minority thing. This is where, where I come off racist, but girls I've talked to who are like Indian or... Uh, I've heard a black girl say this. I'm not speaking on that. I've every black Asian girl I say like this. I like that you weren't worried about the Indians. But when you went to the blacks, you were like, no disrespect, black people. Indians, fucking Indians. Uh, black people, please don't misunderstand me, black people. <laughs> they can hurt me. Uh, stereotype. No, but they, I've heard several girls of these different races say that they don't want to date a man of their race because it reminds them of their father. Interesting. But white, it's just a weird, like, it's a cultural thing. It's just a, like, very, or uh, Persian, I've heard that. Yep. But white, you don't hear white people, I mean, unless their father is a terrible person. Like, you don't want to hear it with white people. That's you know, interesting. But if you were, if you were, uh, okay, like, so that is a minority thing. Let's talk about minority. It's uncomfortable. Yes. But if you were growing up in India, and everyone was Indian, you know, the majority is Indian, there would be a better chance that you'd be like, and then you saw, like, a white woman you'd be like, she kind of reminds me of my mom and that makes me uncomfortable in a sea of Indian people. But if everybody is, is white, Whoa. you know what I mean? That's a majority thing where you're just like, why would you even think that? Everybody's white. That's, if I didn't grow up in San Diego, I would agree with you on that for sure. Uh, no, but that's real. I, I'm being silly, but uh, yeah. Because yeah, everyone's a lot of Mexicans. We have a lot. I understood. I had a Mexican illegal alien in my house when I was a Republican in high school. Elf? <laughs> <laughs> Your laugh is so funny because after I, you see that I like it, you like yourself more. <laughs> I'm watching the joy you're experiencing and it's giving me joy. I'm an empath. I'm experiencing your pleasure. Thank, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for laughing. You're welcome. Mm, so you had an illegal alien? Yeah. So like when I was a little Republican kid, I was like... Uh, you were? Yeah. Why not? Who is it? Log cabin. <laughs> I've been told I'm gay and I just don't know it yet. I get that a lot. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't want to do a cheap interview. I would have asked maybe about that. People think I'm gay too. I mean, like, don't worry. You know what's about funny? It. It's like the thing for like for like uh, I've seen four other. You know, we all come up with stuff on our own. Then we find out other people. The thing that like uh, awkward white guys to talk about is everyone thinks I'm gay and getting gay bashed in high school. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and like, it's not. It's like almost. It's gonna be a hacky thing in like five years. Like, oh, you're talking about people think you're gay. Right, I agree with that. But it's such a personal thing. It's such a part of... Uh, you were gay, bad. I went to such a liberal school. If I had been gay, they would have been like, cool. Like, it would have made me, like, an awesome commodity. Like, I'm positive I was... To- I was not, ne- But it wasn't necessarily for gay... Like, I wasn't... People didn't think I was gay until after, uh, like, college. You fucked those college. dudes. <laughs> I started fucking dudes, you know? Like, <laughs> and then... But, like, I got called, like, homophobic slurs more than any gay kid in my high school ever got called, for sure. Oh, that's interesting. Hampton Yunt, who... Yeah, I just saw him. He's super funny. He last did. night, he does... He, it was very funny. 
It was very funny, but that's it, a great bit. It is a great. And Sean O'Connor has a different bit, which is very funny, but it's not. It's not the same. It's the same kind of thing about him getting gay bashed. And, and they both say something along the lines of like, "I'm not gay, probably." You know, what I mean? like they're, <laughs> they're kind of like open to it. But they're unique enough that it's not the same thing. But it's just sure. saying we all have jokes. Of, like, I'm not. Like, I'm. A, I'm. I'm not against like airplane food jokes. If it's a good joke, yeah, everything's been talked. I hate when people are like, oh, they're good talks about relationships. Was well, he funny? Rory Scovel set last night. The funniest part of it was about going through airport security. Security. Yeah, it was unbelievably funny. Yeah, and I, as I was laughing, I was like, "Take that, people who say they're the same people that say you can't do a Bill Cosby impression." It's like if I can, <laughs> if I can get out of the way. I love. Can you do a Bill Cosby? Cos- <laughs> I can't do it, but I love doing it. Dude, your Arnold Schwarzenegger video. Oh, thanks, Jen. If you just get, jumping okay. because your face lit up, I'm assuming you liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I got angry watching that. Really? Like, it's so simple and awesome, simple. and it, you st- you're so good at stretch. I, I'm too scared to stretch things out. And like, uh, it's a long video. It's long, but it's it keeps getting funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Thanks, an, man. Like, that's, that's Oren. Oren Brimmer edited that. Oh, he's great. Yeah. So it was like an hour of me going, I, I, <laughs> and then he made that video. That video was so unfunny to us. When we finished, he's referring to a video called Axagon. And when we did Axagon, it sat on like his shelf on tapes or whatever for uh, two months before we could even look at it. Because were like, we were so tired of it. We're like, I thought this was funny. This isn't funny. That's what scared me. Putting out like like I wrote a script and sharing that with people and like uh, putting out internet videos and stuff, which I don't do a lot of any of that stuff. Because mm. like it's so scary to put it. You don't know if it's funny or not, and then it's people's opinions. Because you're not there's not a, unless you show it in front of an audience. Well, yeah, show it in front of an audience. We I love showing Hexagon live. It's so fun. And that, I mean, you know, it's funny. But you know what I mean? It's a very vulnerable thing. Like if you write a script and you put it out there, and like mm-hmm. one person doesn't like it, well, you you think your favorite? If you said your favorite comic is Robin Williams, no one says that. <laughs> Who oh, says that? Are, are you sensitive? And I You're love, Ro- and I love Robin Williams, but oh. you know what I mean. No one. No yes. one <laughs> oh, Taylor Williamson. Oh, Taylor Lord and Taylor Williamson. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Williamson and Sonoma. Oh, yes. Oh, high priced. Oh, look at the cutlery. Yeah, cut it up. I'm eating pork chops. <laughs> I like how that you thought of everything that I've ever thought of in my life about my name. Like, I want to get a bag that said Lord and Taylor and a bag of Williamson Noma and just, like, hold it. Is that That's true? That's my album. That's funny. I've, I've thought about that, but now I feel like, I feel like I'm hacky. Because there's no other Taylor Williamson. No. Nope. Uh, I mean, there, there you is. You needed me channeling Robin Williams to, do, to get to that. You just came up on it on your own. I had to invoke his spirit. <laughs> when I did that... I'm actually sucking in his soul. Robin Williams was having a conversation, and he just blacked out for five seconds. Oh, my God. Is he okay? He was fine. He was like, oh, yes, I love croissants. Oh, croissant. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Pete Holmes is doing Sherlock Holmes. Oh, I deducted that he was doing an impression. Yes. <laughs> it's so fun to be silly. Uh, I was, he's, it's silly. Uh, I was just listening to him on Howard Stern from like 1992 the other day, yesterday. 92, pre-9-11. How do I know that? <laughs> he said that in the interview. It's weird talking to you, pre-9-11. No, wait. <laughs> when I first started stand-up, I was such a snob. Yeah, me and too. And like, now I'm just like, silly is the best. Yeah. I, used to be I like, was the guy that was like, you're doing a Christopher Walken impression. And now I'm like, if you're laughing, have some fun. Do it in a, in a creative way, hopefully. Yeah, if, but like, I, I worked with this, I had, had a, a feature act one time. Was like, I headlined several times. And uh, the middle guy is like, uh, this guy, he did Ronnie Dangerfield impression. And he did Ronnie Dangerfield jokes. Like, he did his jokes. That's, that's, that's heinous. And the crowd loved it. And I'm like, I'm like, I have to go up after And these people, aren't, they're not bad people. They're just not they just comedy don't know. fans. They don't know. And then I get, like, elitist. Like, I don't want to make pe- these people laugh. Like, they yeah. think. But then it's like, they don't, they're just having a good time and good for everybody. But, like, this guy. 
I, you know, I say that, but I am the king of being in the back of the room being like, fuck this guy. He's, he's slopping like a handful of cream corn, throwing <laughs> it in the crowd. They're like, we love it. <laughs> so don't get me wrong. I hate a lot of comedy, but like right, yeah. if somebody's funny and I like them, if Rory wanted to do a Christopher Walken impression, I, I don't have any hard and fast rules where I would be like, well, that's hack. Right. Airport material, hack. Relationship material, <laughs> hack. Cosby impression, zip, 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 <laughs> don't do it. Rudy. Did you ever? I remember I read uh, when I got into comedy. Franklin Ajay wrote a book on comedy, which is a book of interviews, and he wrote it. And I, guess, that's, I guess snobby about that. Well, he got he did interviews, and he wrote a book. Uh, but he, uh, I wrote him an email saying like uh, I enjoyed your book a lot. He's a like a comic from uh, he's a respected comic and stuff. And I wrote him an email. He wrote back to me. I'm just some schlub writing a book or writing reading an, writing an email. And uh, he wrote back to me. I wrote long, winded emails and like. <laughs> Like seventeen, just right, and then he write, he like wrote me. I said I want I want to make a difference in my comedy and stuff. Asking if he has advice on that. I was just the worst person ever. And I met him years ago and I apologized, and he didn't know who I was. But uh-huh. uh, but uh, but he was super nice. And uh, my point is, um, I used to want to make a difference in my comedy, whatever that means, you know. But then I watched like guys like you or Todd Glass, like making people laugh and just be happy. It's just what a wonderful thing. And like I'd rather watch that than a guy who just has uh, messages and a joke every five minutes. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to be that extreme, but... Uh, I understand. I think, uh, you know, there there can be uh, some messages in there as well. A message being, let's be happy and, yeah. and silly is a message in itself. But I, I agree with you. Do you... Don't uh, interview me. I will let you interview me. I will. We're supposed to talk about you. Well, I'll talk about me. My, <laughs> I, I got into comedy for, like, selfish reasons. Cause I like making people laugh. And sure. I, it makes me happy. More because I like... I like I became a how person. I feel when I make people laugh. Sure, yeah. You oh, that's interesting. Uh, not everybody's that way. TJ is not that way. TJ literally is like a, uh, a vigilante and wants to save their night and make them have a good night. I perform better when they're laughing because I get I start I get high and I start having fun and then I often I'll be selfish and inward as well. I'll think, did I enjoy it? Was I good? I'm getting. I'm trying to turn it out a little bit more to the audience now. My uncle, who's like super religious and positive and uh, wonderful and stuff, he's like, "You're doing a mitzvah. You're making people laugh. I think you about are." The problem. And like, I don't. I never think. I, like, I'm a piece of shit. Like, I never think of it that way. I'm like, I do. I could do a, a long set, and when my new joke doesn't work, I'm like, "What the fuck? That's fucking funny." They're a biological clock, and then like, but then I'm like, <laughs> but I make people laugh, and then like, if it is show, and they don't laugh as much as you want them to, but then they still they're still making noises, not on purpose. Yeah. And they come up, you saying, "You were so great," and yeah. you can go, "Ah, I didn't like it," and whatever. Like, you, I, I, have to, I have to remind myself that like. Uh, I'm making them, even if they're having a great life, I'm entertaining them for yeah. a time period. It is a mitzvah. I think about that all the time. It's mitzvah, mitzvah means good deed in Jewish talk. Yeah, Jew talk. Jew it's talk. Yiddish. It is Yiddish. Yeah. Let's talk about Yiddish we know. Schlong. I was just looking up Yiddish words. Stup. There's so many Yiddish words that people use. All the time. What are the uh, ones that people use, though? Like, uh... Schwitz. Uh, uh, I mean, but I mean, uh, uh, I am schwitzing in here. <laughs> it's so warm. The, the, no, it's not. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying, if the podcasts of late have been a little bit more like Country Time Lemonade commercials, <laughs> it's because we're in a sauna right now. Schwitzing. Uh, uh, you go. Uh, you go on like uh, I got a. I got a. <laughs> no, I got a schlep all the way over there. What's it called? A schlep. Schlep. People say schlep all the yeah. time. I got a schlep all the way. Before I, when I complain about my agents or managers, yeah. I've started unironically using the terms uh, uh, putz and schmuck. Putz, schmuck, kvel. And the, I don't use kvel, but not joking at all. I've like, the guy's such a fucking putz. Like, he set my tape without yeah, looking yeah, at yeah, it first. Yeah, 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 that's great. Like, I've, it's come out of me. Yeah, well, it's in there and it's going to come out. 
Yiddish. It's, you're not a Jew. Katie can appreciate this. You ever see like when kids? You went to Jew school though, did you? The kids. You, See, that's what I get in trouble for. Jew school, <laughs> Jewish school, Hebrew school. You didn't go to Jew school, did you? I worry about this because my name's Taylor Williamson and I have a perfect face, you know. And uh, I'm an eight, according to HotOrNot.com. I was an eight point two for a while and went down to eight point and they canceled my account because I don't want it to get lower than that, you know. It's, it's a gambling thing. You know? You've told me too much. So I'm, <laughs> very, I'm very handsome. I'm, I'm, I'm very handsome, and uh, I'm doing pretty well. You could. I'd cast you as Dove Davidoff's little brother. I saw him in an airport bathroom in LAX last weekend, and I was like, hey, Dove. Like, everyone's, everyone's all washing their hands, you know? Yeah. But, like, airport, everyone just got off planes and stuff. I was like, hey, man, I just worked on La Jolla. They were talking about how fun you are. It's like, cool, man. I guess he didn't want to talk to me. And I was like, cool, man. But he's not me. He's nice, but it's just like, I like, you're at, in an airport. You can see a comic. Like, it's so funny to me how if you see a comic at a comedy club, no one says hi to each other. People, some people, a lot of people just ignore each other because it's like high school. You're just hanging out at a place. But then if you see someone you know, I've never talked to him in my entire life. I've seen him at the comedy store probably thirty times. Yeah. But then I see him in the bathroom and at the airport. I want to talk to him. Oh yeah. But then like, uh, you know what I mean? No, it's, just, you got to. I would do that, but I would also say hi in the comedy store because I'm not a monster. Well, you see lots of babies. Hey, no man. So the, I'm really handsome, and then uh, <laughs> I talk about I, I use Jew terms, you know, openly like Germs. all those fucking Jews. I, I enjoy being fake anti-Semitic. It's one of my hobbies. I enjoy that too. <laughs> o- only, only with my Jewish friends. I right. like to say. But then I worry that people- dating Jamie Lee was one of the one of the highlights of that was being anti-Semitic to her. Uh, you get approval to say things. It's so fun. But I, you know, I like it back to but me. I mean, Irish, you can do that. There's certain things. Potato, there's not alcoholic. Oh, okay. Little dick. Although I've never, I'm Jews have that stereotype. I can't relate to that, but uh, me neither, bro. But you know the cool thing about having a <laughs> I high five before realizing we're high fiving about our dick sizes. It's nice to walk around and to know that you don't have a little dick. But I'm not. I'm not bragging. I'm not, I'm not brag bragging about, either. But I lo- I'm talking about a little dick. <laughs> I'm talking about like a, like everyone knows. There's a little dick. You got a little dick. I'm saying I. It's I, a secret. <laughs> my little dick friends I, f- I feel I feel for that the, the group shower situation the reveal on that third date I'm not I actually kind of just feel bad I, I, I'm, it sucks it sucks it's like having huge nipples or something I don't <laughs> like know. if you had huge no- I, I was recently I sometimes go on walks and think about what I'm grateful for <laughs> one of the reasons I'm kind of a happier person I thought I'm so glad I don't have huge dinner plate nipples <laughs> that could have gone the other way Huge, so big, like it looks like you squashed a football. <laughs> it's your nipple. I like setting the bar low, so when you're, I'm happy that my thing is not. It's not great. Like my, thing, I'm not talking about my, my, my penis. So that's a good thing. But now I am. Now I am. Your schwanz. My sh- <laughs> nice. Wow. But like, because the stereotype Free is podcast. small penis. I have a not small penis, so I'm very proud of not having a. It's average. It's, I understand. I'm probably right below that. Whatever the low average. Like, right well, they below. say if you can put your dick erect. In a tube of toothpaste, toothpaste, and put that toothpaste on your nipples, <laughs> then you can be a successful comedian. Oh, no, you, if you can put your erect, can I just penis, put the toothpaste on my dick and put my dick on your nipples? Yeah, okay. I allow that for in the name of comedy. Yeah, yeah, as long as it's not like erotic, I'm not going to kiss you. Hey, I'm not into kissing. We just nipple sex, anyways. Nipples? What? Nipple sex? What do you mean? It's like uh like you just you just rub your 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 member against P Holmes's nipple or a lady's nipple I suppose <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't have why to be why would me. I do that 
when you're right here. Right, okay. That doesn't seem like... I had a gay guy told me he wanted to titty fuck me. That'll get you doing some push-ups. That'll get you doing them. I did a sh- <laughs> I just process that. I just I did a show once with a guy uh, in Palm Springs, which is a a, a p- pretty gay population. <laughs> I think I worded that properly. And uh, I did a show, and I do jokes about how people think I'm gay, and I talk about dating girls, all the all the hits, you know. <laughs> and the, the crowd doesn't laugh at anything. They hated me for the whole show. Just one bad show, whatever. Bad, they didn't laugh at anything, whatever. The background, whatever. Obviously, it's not my fault. And, uh, so this uh, large you're man, an eight. How could it be your fault? Honestly, thanks for being real with me so then a guy comes up to me with this large muscular man he's like hey man you know the reason the crowd didn't laugh during your sets because they're all homophobic and I was like usually I'm not and it's he's like hitting on me and I'm like usually I don't go I'm not gay okay alright but like uh, you I, know, I, understand. I, I was open to the conversation though because it was a silly conversation coming up you know sure. and uh, I'm like actually you know I'm not I talk about how I'm not gay on stage and I talk about dating girls for like five minutes and he's like come on you're sitting on the stage like you're a tinkerbell he said that? Yeah. But he's a gay man? Then he asked, he's a gay man. He, he's dressed like Peter Pan. He's like, please be my Tinkerbell. Can he, I sprinkle you on my dick and see if it flies? Not bad. That's exactly what, what he said. <laughs> yeah, and then he invited me upstairs with him and his, his husband. He Captain me. Hook. <laughs> did Peter Pan marry Captain Hook? Well, in the, the version up here, it did. See, I'm pointing my brain, but no one knows that. They, they still laugh. What do you think? Why did you say this? That ruins your theory that you don't let them know where you're. Visiting. Yeah, I ruined it. So Norm Macdonald <laughs> said that <laughs> George Clooney's like a hot chick, where he's like really good-looking person, and people just laugh when they talk. You know, George Clooney's like a hot chick. So yeah, yeah I understand. I mean, it's, I mean, cliche here, but so no. If Clooney was like, "What's up, man?" I'd be like, <laughs> "Classic Clooney, classic." What's up, guys? This guy with the what's up, guys. So apparently George Clooney like w- like pulled Norm when he was hosting SNL for the first time. He p- pulled Norm to the side in the hallway and told him like a r- terrible joke that he was really proud of. And <laughs> Norm was just like, "All right, I'm gonna go now." He didn't laugh. No, he was just like, "This is weird." All right, yeah, yeah. No, I don't like I don't like that uh, joke. <laughs> I'm trying. I worked with you and Norm Macdonald and at the Improv. I hosted. Oh, that's right. And I always try and do you an impression of you. I can do it. It's how I like this. But it's like your stage persona. It's not how you're talking now. My favorite compliment I get is you're the same on stage and off stage. I said that? No, I n- you never said that. You just said that. You said that I way. sound like I'm autistic. <laughs> not even autistic. That's an insult to autistic people. You used to make me sound like I'm like a... What's, what's less... What's less... Uh-huh. What would you ch- what your child would be less than being autistic? What's a notch down from autistic, not so severe? No, but it's still terrible. No, something severe. Oh, something severe. Asperger's? That's that's better than autistic. You made me seem like I'm like uh, I'm like a vegetable person who just got their <laughs> somehow got like special. Like I, I like my parents are praying. Please let her be able to oh, no. move again. But I didn't pray specifically enough. But instead, you just became a comedian. No, but then I, I can make my mouth move, but I can't say anything properly. Oh boy! Did you ever? You were religious. You've spoken of. This is something that, do you ever think about, like, I'm not, like, not joking, but, like, you ever feel like, because I watched, like, you ever watch, like, Twilight's an episode where, like, uh, what's the episode? Like, you you wish for something, but you don't wish specific enough? Yeah, that's what the devil always does. Right. You're like, I want an ice oh, yeah. cream cone. The guy, like, I want to be, ri- I want to, the tw- classic episode, spoiler alert, when the guy's like, I want to, I want to, I want to, 
I want a hot, hot, beautiful woman, and I want the, I want to have a rich, I want to have a penthouse, and all this stuff. Then he has all this, and then he's just trapped in there forever, kind of thing. Yeah, there was also a Twilight and he has all his money, episode. but he can't use it on anything. I don't know. Yep, classic devil. Yeah, there's also one where a guy wants to be a stand-up comedian. And he says, I just wish everybody thought everything I said was funny. So he would go on stage and he'd get the Clooney treatment. That's, a, stand, that's a Twilight Zone episode? Twilight Zone episode. He goes, oh my God. hey, how you folks doing? And everyone goes, ah, 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 ah. And of course, that was his hell because they weren't actually enjoying him. They just laughed at everything he said. Have you, have you ever heard that Steve Martin legend story? I don't know if it's true. It sounds like it's, it sounds like a, it's too good to be true, but he went on stage at the comedy store once. Did he tell you this in line at Last Comic Stand? <laughs> it's a deep cut. All right, I was lying. We got appointments, okay? It wasn't. Uh, uh, he had a paper bow, paper paper bowel, paper towel on it, a paper bag, paper bowel syndrome. <laughs> I have irritable paper bowels. He had a paper towel on his head, and then he went a paper bag, paper bag on his head. He went on stage at the comedy store, and people uh, didn't laugh. Uh, they didn't laugh. Anything. He took the bag off, then they laughed at everything. Oh, I haven't heard that. It sounds like fake, but I heard that story somewhere. I bet they would laugh at the man with the paper bag. There was the unknown comic. He made, made quite a living at that. That was Steve Martin. After <laughs> <he was there. laughs> I, wish, I wish I was a... Uh, Have you ever I, noticed that they make gum look like cigarettes? Uh-huh. Like, I, I just saw you move your pack of gum, and it's like, that looks like a tiny pack of lady cigarettes, like Virginia Slims or something. I actually have lady cigarettes in my other pocket if you want. Do you smoke cigarettes? No, I don't smoke cigarettes. I didn't think for a second you smoked cigarettes. I wish I was Canadian. This is my stand-up comedy album will be called Stand Up Canadian. That's so funny. I wanted to record an album in Utah and call it Utah Have Been Great. <laughs> We're having fun. Uh, well, well, I'm not joking about the stand-up Canadian thing. No, I don't. I tried to, That's a joke I tried that didn't work as I tried going on stage and being like, talking about how like, I wish I prayed properly. and like, no, God, I said I want to be a stand-up Canadian. That's so that's not funny. funny. If I was Canadian, it might be kind of funny. Yeah, I like it. The problem with like joke jokes. Twelve inch pianist. <laughs> That's what that joke is. You've re- you've repurposed the twelve inch pianist joke. Is that a joke from before? This is an old joke. A guy goes into a bar, and uh, there's a there's a tiny pianist. He's one foot tall, playing a tiny piano on the bar, and the guy goes, "Where the fuck did you get this tiny piano player? This is amazing." He's like, ah, well, I got this lamp. He's like, I got a lamp. He's like, yeah, you can, you can wish for something. And you rub the lamp. The guy rubs the lamp, and this genie comes out, and he goes, I want a million bucks. And then, poof, the bar is filled with a million ducks. <laughs> and he goes, what the fuck? I said a million bucks. And the bartender goes, you think I asked for a 12-inch pianist? <laughs> <laughs> right. He wanted a big dick. <laughs> <laughs> you ever come up with a joke? The, the hard thing about being a comic in 2012 is everything's been done before in the world ever. Well, that's what Carson said. He was. It, there's a great interview with Carson where he's just like, every joke's been done. We just, it's like ballet. There are no new moves. We can just find out all these different new jazz, arrangements. Jazz, go jazz. It's also like jazz. Hey, I hit E sharp. I I got Ah, uh, hey, I do E sharp. That's my note. That's so funny. <laughs> Dude, I got carjacked and the person who who uh pulled me on the car started to my car could not drive a stick shift and I have a 5-minute story uh story I talk about on stage about this. Uh-huh. Uh and which by the way is very awkward when the crowd's not into it. This is why I'm scared of telling stories. I do like uh, uh 3 minutes into it and they just hate me. I can't go, "Never mind." Hmm. Which I've started doing. But uh Anyway, there's a girl, someone in San Francisco is like, hey, this girl in San Francisco does that bit. No, you know what? I got carjacked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to be like, oh, you know what? Some girl no one's ever heard of before yeah. does that. Yep. Absolutely. That's like, it's crazy. But, yeah. then, but then, like, I said something about, like, hooking up with, like, this is like a text message with a friend and not, like, a bit on stage. And, like, uh, something about, like, she's like, you hook up with a tw- uh, 20-year-old? No, I hook up with a 20 or 21-year-old, 20, 21 21-year-olds. 21 but it's like a Michael Jackson joke or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I'm going to stop talking now. No, it's all been done, man. It's all been done. Oh, man. I'm all going to die. At least we have our... I need to get my album out. What happens when we die? Um, well, I'm not going to he- heaven. That's the, this is my problem with Christian people. You believe in heaven? No. I don't know. I'm agnostic, I suppose. I have friends who are like my friends, you know, who are Christians. And I'm friends with people because they're cool people and nice people. But I don't like that they're cool my... Cool people, nice people. That's, so, that's my caliber for friends. And then they, if, I know if I said to him, do you think I'm going to hell when I die? He'd be like, ugh. Right. I don't like that. That is that is the big thing. That was the beginning of the dissolving of my own faith. Was I was like the idea that that that's just kind of a part of your brain for a lot of believers I know, and I have a lot of respect for believers. Most of them don't consider the wealth of people that can, they have to be like okay with going to hell and have already gone to hell and will continue to go to hell. Just million, billions and billions and billions of people, uh, and that's a that's a very troubling idea. My interpretation of that: I don't believe your friend at all. I don't believe him at all. Because when I was a believer and I was like, you're a Jewish non-Christ believer and you're going to hell, I also didn't believe myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was an uninvestigated claim and it was something I had been told and it was something that uh, f- I, I wanted to take the good part that I was going to heaven, but I didn't want to consider the reality that you were going to hell. But if you pushed me and were like, but I don't believe in Christ, am I going to hell? I'd be like, well, yeah, he's the only way. And then I'd be like, so I guess you're going to eternal torment. Um, but then how did I act? Did I try to save you? Was I trying to witness to you? If you really believe that, the only response is to devote your life to the ministry. The only response is to become a missionary. That, that's the only response. So when people are like crazy for their faith, I'm like, yeah, that's kind of, I mean, if you really believe what you're saying, you uh, shouldn't be like a Ferrari salesman. You should only be selling Jesus. You should fucking be homeless and you should be telling people about Christ all day, every day. If you really think otherwise Taylor Williamson is going to get his skin peeled off by a demon, then it's going to grow back, and then we're going to do it again, then it's going to grow back. The fucking perversion, the Christians that love hell, they're like, oh, yeah, God is in hell. God rules hell. God delights in watching people burn. I'm like, fuck you, man. You're a psychopath. You're a sociopath, and you're insane, and it's crazy, and I don't believe you. You push a good-hearted Christian good enough, like hard enough, the people that I know who are believers that are lovely, they're all hopeful universalists for the most part. They all want to believe that Christ's sacrifice was big enough for everybody, that everybody goes to heaven, or or that there's some sort of purgatory where maybe you can be saved after you're dead. It's hard for people to just be like, nope, you're dead, fuck you. Even if you did something horrible in your life, I still can't be like, in eternity, 80 years of doing something shitty, you know what I mean? Let's take murder and rape and all that stuff out of it. Just being like a shit like a shitty guy, doesn't deserve an eternity of punishment. I can't deal with that. Then there's annihilationalism, which means you just die. There's lots of different interpretations. And then there's just where we are, which is like, I don't believe your fucking friend at all. I don't believe your fucking friend at all. Hey, Pete. Yeah. You made it weird. I know, man. <laughs> I have so many thoughts about hell. <laughs> no, that's cool. Do you believe in that stuff? In hell? Yeah. I believe that it's possible, and I will let you interview me. This is, this is all I'll say. I believe it's possible... That there's an afterlife. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to say that it's possible, uh, that there seems to be some sort of argument to be made for uh, recycling and regeneration. And then we have to take the, the buy that we, that we have a consciousness, that that is separate from our brain chemistry. That's a pretty big jump. But if we do have a soul, it seems to me that it's possible that that soul could go outside of our body and continue to exist. At that point, depending on the work you did on your soul while living – I think that determines where you go. I think if you were in an unpleasant dimension, 
it's because you need to figure out something and you need to move out of that dimension. Like you need to get out of there. But people that were like cruel and unkind and uncaring and unloving and hard hearted and just uh, vicious people need to redeem that in the, in the next life. And maybe they come back and maybe then they work out their karma that way. Or if you fucking figure it out this loop around and you live and you, you are introvert, you like do research and study and, and, like genuinely seek maybe when you die you do get to go and explore other universes freely because you kind of freed your spirit and maybe you could find the christian heaven and maybe you could find jesus and maybe you could find buddha and gandhi and all those guys uh but i don't it's not i'm betting a lot i'm betting my afterlife on it's not what i was told which was jesus or nothing jesus or fire jesus or fire fuck you man whoa this is on, the, on this. This is conservative talk radio station, and that you LA. just tuned into by accident. <laughs> 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 that we just cro- we accidentally picked up the signal from. But like on Christmas, they do this thing where uh, it's like a silly like they're like funny. It's not like Rush Limbaugh. Rush Limbaugh's on it, but there's like funny people. They're like libertarian, whatever. I don't know. And like uh, I only uh, eat liberals. I'm libertarian. <laughs> oh, okay. They have this guy at the Jesus show. This guy goes, he's not making fun of Jesus by any means, but he's, he goes, I'm Jesus, ask me any questions. He's just very, he's uh, very knowledge, knowledge, knowledgeable, very well, knowledgeable, and well he, read. he answers questions as if he's Jesus. And uh, in his, it's, it's not supposed to be funny. Like, he has, Does anyone he, ever call and go, is the concept of this show blasphemous? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, no, uh, no, uh, I'm pretending, pretending to be the son of God. What of it? I'm Jerry. Uh, I had a, a Pop-Tart for breakfast and I'm the Lord. <laughs> fucking pretentious <laughs> i actually love the idea I, I think i applaud that idea it's, it's funny and it's it's not making fun of but it's in it's it's, it's a comedy show but it's not a comedy show, but it's it's uh he's being serious yeah but it's it's like it's not like it's not all it's fun to listen to and uh that's right up my alley yeah it's cool and uh someone asked like he made a thing about like because like, uh, my mom said we're not religious but I'm jewish whatever like jews believe that jesus was a great man but he was just not the messiah and he goes to that argument no you either believe i'm the son of god or i'm just some shitty dude who made up stories and pretended and lied to everybody right that's that should be the answer like jews are taught that to be nice you know like well that that's what uh c.s lewis said he's either a liar a lunatic yeah or lord and a little alliteration there uh because the the acceptance of christ is either like you can't take everything he said allegedly said by the way people weren't following him around with tape recorders but uh, and and uh, you know writing it down word for word and being like he said he was the son of God. I mean, some of the gospels it's less clear that he's saying he's the son of God. A lot. Of my favorite interpretation is that Christ isn't isn't uh, you know telling us I, I, that, that we're supposed to do what he did and die to ourselves. Not not necessarily literally be crucified, but die to ourselves. Not literally ascend to heaven, but like become enlightened. Like realize. Uh, your the potential of your consciousness. I have a very new age interpretation of Christ, and I, I think Christ is great. I think Buddha is great, but I think they're all selling the same thing. Not even selling. They're all just saying, like, die to yourself, learn empathy, love your neighbor, love your enemy, uh, love God, have an appreciation of the universe and where you came from and where we're going and how you can contribute and how you can love and serve and help and all that sort of stuff. Uh, that That's great. I, I don't reject any of that. And I'll tell you the truth. On Bumpy Plane Rides, I'm like, I'm with Jesus because that's, that's the cookie that I was served in the Delhi that day. If I grew up in India, it would be a Krishna or, or you know, it would be a Hindu god. Uh, 
fine. Okay, that would be my cookie over there. But if you fucking tell me that I got the wrong cookie, so I'm going to burn forever, <laughs> they're going to seal off the deli and turn on the fire? Fuck you, man. I just ate the cookie that was served to me. <laughs> you should have known that that was the wrong cookie. It had chocolate chips in it. So that cookie's a lie. Sugar cookie. Regular Jesus. Which Jesus? Mormon Jesus? Catholic Jesus? Baptist Jesus? Pentecostal Jesus? If you're a Pentecostal and you're a Pentecostal and you don't speak in tongues, you're going to hell. I mean, which one are we doing? Fuck everything, man. Live your life. Go in there, Taylor. Pour inside. <laughs> Be a good person. Love people. Love. Awareness. Consciousness. Wake up. Wait, can you repeat that, please? <laughs> it's been recorded. <laughs> uh, you have a bit about ghosts, right? I have some jokes about ghosts. Do you do? Is you or Tom McCaffrey have a bit about how no one's ever killed a ghost? No one's ever been killed by a ghost. It's Tom McCaffrey. Okay, I'm sorry. No, it's great. I think about that though, because like I, I have. Where like, is Tom McCaffrey, by the way? He's... Where is one of the greatest comedians <laughs> that's ever lived? That if you came here on a Wednesday and were like, you guys know Tom McCaffrey, no one would know. <laughs> Tom, if you're hearing this, please know it's only in love. You're the greatest. Right. He's one of the greatest. He has the best bits. And the, one of the most unique voices. Like, you, you, anyone can do an impression of Tom. Okay. You guys, you guys like TV? <laughs> it's pretty good. I was, yeah, TV. It's pretty nice. I was watching TV and like, I think about his really bits good. all the time. Yeah. About how he's like, when he called his bank and they were like, well, you need to give us the password. And he's like, why? <laughs> and they're like, well, in case anyone's calling to use your accounts to add money or take away money, we need to make sure it's you. He's like, are, are people calling to add money to my account? Like, I authorize that. <laughs> it was, like, so fucking funny. Where is he? It's cool when jokes are only... I mean, there's, I'm sure there's exceptions, but uh, that joke wouldn't be funny if I told it, I don't think. You know what I mean? It, you it, need that McCaffrey. It, it, it's all... It, everything. Every, it's the character and the, the delivery and the voice and the joke and everything comes together. Those are the, the coolest jokes when it's like, oh... Like, isn't well, that the goal? Right. Like, when you hear a joke, like, oh, that's a Pete Holmes joke. Isn't that the right. greatest compliment? Like, right. You could hear a joke. Like, and no one else could do it. That's amazing. And you have that, you know? Like, uh, and uh, it's... McCaffrey has it, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But uh, here's a joke about you can't, no one's ever been killed by a ghost. I, I get, like, crazy ghost stuff. That's a whole other thing. You're afraid of ghosts? I get, like, ghost things. You like, see ghosts? I have had several. I did a show in Pismo Beach. And I mean, then we like, open with this. <laughs> I got to get out of here. You do? No, no, I don't know. You see a ghost behind me right now? It's my album. <laughs> uh, it is kind of ghosty. Yeah, there's a little ghost. Um, Tell me about this. I can't I can't wait to hear I did, like, a Ghosts are great because they're proof of the soul. They're 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 an argument for... Either all of time existing simultaneously, so that we're right now ghosts to some people. You know what I mean? Like in 2035, someone's mopping up right over there. This is like an abandoned building, and they just for a second see this because there's like a glitch, like a CD skipping, and suddenly they just see us having this conversation. They're like, podcasts, those are, those have been done before. It's like they're like, I saw these two guys recording a podcast. <laughs> it was terrifying. You know what's funny? A podcast is like the future in the past. I know. You know what I mean? Well, that, and, that, and that's what I'm saying. Well, that's the argument for ghosts. That's the explanation I've been given for ghosts is that they're just existing. All of time is happening at the same time. Who, what, what book is that? Uh, Slaughterhouse-Five or something? I don't know. That would be a good, good steakhouse. I keep interrupting <laughs> you because you keep inter- interesting me deeply. But please tell me about your ghosts. Um, I mean, this isn't the best one, but this is like how real this stuff has been to me. Like I, I did a show. Save the best one for last. Well, this is it. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, you don't want to tell it. No, 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 no. I'm I'm fine. Like, uh, it was like uh, I did a show in Pistol Beach for like three hours north of here. It was like New Year's Eve, whatever. And then uh, the next, the New Year's Day, that's, that's, I'm at a hotel. And then uh, 
I like I'm awake at like uh, six a.m. maybe, and I see this like this shadow in the hotel. Just, yeah, I'm always afraid of the hotel ghost, dude. It was so, and I'm like I'm like talking to the ghost. I'm like insecure and weird and weird. But like I mean, my head always goes, "What if someone's watching me?" Like okay, so, what, what, what if like you, a, you got, what if normal, what if a normal person hears me talking to a ghost? I have that kind of thing. In, in well, pump, pump pump the brakes. You see what? I see like a shadow move across the room, and there's no cars. It's not like this one of those things where like it could be like a shadow from anything. There's nothing has changed, and like so you see the shadow of what of a man? I just saw a shadow, like a, a human being shadow, a human move. shadow. And uh, I have a much better one than this, but I was. This one's pretty great. So you're in a room. It's six a.m. The windows, uh, the blinds are drawn. Everything's there's no yeah there's no uh, there's no chance that there could have been anything someone walking by or anything. It's like a part. Well, on what wall is it? Uh, there's the door. <laughs> there's the door. Yeah. And the beds over here. Yeah. And then the bathrooms on this side. It was the opposite wall of the bed. Okay, in so you're back. in bed and you're looking at this plain yeah. wall, and there's yeah. this shadow of a man. Yeah, it walks. It comes by. And it walks. It's the outline. It, it was not like a body. It was yeah, an outline of a body. See an outline of a body, and it stops. And then it goes away. And then it went away. Yeah. And then like I'm. Oh, just, and then you started talking to it. Yeah. Being like, hey, hey, everyone's here. I'm just a cool guy, just chilling. Like it's probably exact. I'm just not. I'm not looking to. I'm just hanging out. Hope you're okay and stuff. You know. No, that's not that weird. And then uh, I but, would do the exact same thing. There have been times in my life where I'm like just feeling very zen and calm and I'm like look if there's a ghost in here just show yourself I'm totally cool I won't narc on I've you. tried that but then like, I'm so glad it didn't happen though yeah. too I'd be terrified if that actually of happened of course it scared me just then saying it because I don't want someone to flash right like a pilgrim right in front of my face I, ah. if it happened right now I'd, with people in the daytime I'd love that I would be scared for a second but I'd be I'm so like laid back I'd be cool with it but like it's so you saw a ghost shadow ghost so then uh, were you asleep but that's the thing I woke up but I was awake I understand it didn't wake me up but I was awake and then uh I'm just like, hang. I'm just looking. I'm like, I'm, I'm awake. Just, and then I saw that. I'm like, what do I do? Do I go back to? Sleep? I just yeah. It, Did you? I tried for a second. I'm like, you know, I'm not, I can't go back to sleep. While I just think I just saw a ghost. But then like, I'm like, I should take a shower, I guess. And then I started thinking of a bit. No one's ever been killed by a ghost, right? So I'm like, it's 6 a.m. I'm. I, I took a shower. I was like, the lights are on. I'm like, what? No one's. Am I gonna die? But then I think. Those been killed by ghosts. No one knows they've been killed by ghosts because they they're dead. You know. Yeah, they just find them and they're like, I think <laughs> oh, he had a heart attack. You can know. never tell if they were smothered by a pillow <laughs> or killed by a ghost. Yeah. yeah. So then I then I. That's why I keep a note on me that says I was killed by a ghost at all times. <laughs> so if I just die of natural causes, they'll be like, before he died, he scrawled, "I was killed by a ghost." But this paper looks old. It's from a hotel chain that closed. <laughs> you should get like scarification in you. You know, it's like when they scar you like a tattoo. Oh yeah. You should get like I was killed by a ghost. And then on my hand, write uh, "Remember Sammy Jenkins, memento." Uh, what's the best ghost story? Um, and then I, the ones I drove home three hours at six a.m. in the morning. Oh wow! Okay, I was like yeah. that freaked out. Like I'm not going to stay in the room. I, was there a vibe like a hair on the back of the neck sort of thing? Oh, it was like, terrifying. Ah. I mean, like before you even saw it. No. But afterwards, you were like, there's something. I was just like, you know what? I can sit here and just be terrified and try to go back to sleep. But if I really do believe this, it goes wild. I don't know. I just couldn't deal with it. And then, um, then I went in the, in the 6 a.m. and I went into can like... I? Yeah. Sorry. No. Keep going. The good thing about me is if you ever interrupt me, you're not missing anything. <laughs> ah, that's very funny. Uh, I, I, I went into like the... Uh, the checkout place, you know, mm-hmm. which by the way, you don't have to check out at hotels. Nope. I learned that uh, since then. Keep going. Uh, it's nice because you're telling them that the room is available, but, yeah, but it's not can, necessary. Not necessary. Uh, they'll call. They'll self, find out. Self checkout kiosk. What a waste of everything. <laughs> and uh, so then I go down there, and like there's no one there, and I'm just like waiting. 
And then that guy comes out. I'm just like spooked out. And then I'm like, I'm like hey, is this place isn't like haunted or anything. And I'm trying to be cool with him. And he's like, huh? And I was like, never mind. <laughs> like thinking maybe that there's like a. Sure. Anyways. You weren't in room 1102, <laughs> were you? You'd be here like ghost. I'm just curious. This is kind of weird. Yeah. Time, right? I, I know it's 6 a.m. and I look like I <laughs> shaved half my face and then left in terror. But is there a ghost? But then I, t- I still took a shower, though. I was like, you know what? I'm scared that there might be a ghost in here. That's so I'm going to leave. But I'm going to make sure that I, I, I smell nice. You want to get stuff. home fresh. But there's crazy stuff that happens. Can I say this other thing? Yeah. I, this is all I want to interrupt. Please. With. Regularly, I'll feel like my cat jumps on my bed and I don't have a cat. <laughs> <laughs> like, so I'll be like mostly asleep, but I'll wake enough that I could wake up. And I feel the very familiar feeling of my cat, Clem jumping on the bed and walking up to me and uh, sitting down and, like, leaning against me. Like, I feel the cat. It's not just the jump on the bed. I feel that. That's what wakes me up. And then I feel footsteps, and then he sits next to me, and he just, he's, he's fine. And I just say, hey, Clem. Isn't that fucking crazy? That was me. That's you? Well, that is crazy. But that, that could be similar to the thing, like... It could uh, also be that I'm so close to being asleep. I'm open to that. That's See, that's... I'm very... I'm so pragmatic and rational, uh, but I'm also, like, uh, a pussy, you know? Yeah. So like, but that could be the kind of thing like you know how like uh, someone loses their arm, they still like phantom. feel like they phantom like oh you ever feel your phone vibrate, but the phone's yeah, not in your pocket. I have a bit about that. You have a bit about how it's like a phantom vibration. I just wrote a joke about that. I guarantee it's not the same bit. Okay, oh, um, mine is about how we just ignore it, and but there was a time that we would get those and we didn't have anything to blame. We'd just be <laughs> like, oh my friend, and then. Oh, that's it, my bed. I've been doing it for like 10 years. Uh, yeah, you should drop that out. Really? It's already on TV. I don't do it anymore. It's very funny. But then the next part is, that makes me wonder what physical quirks are we getting now that will correspond to future technologies not yet invented? And if they stay with me <laughs> for that, then the rest is funny. Like every time you get an eye twitch, you're like, oh, I thought I just downloaded the first season of Everybody <laughs> Loves Raymond onto my digital contact lens. But it was just an eye twitch. It's, 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 it's a such a bit. silly joke. It's so silly. That's way better Yours than isn't my the stupid same. joke I came up with. So, uh... <laughs> Um, okay, ghosts. Let's never compare our jokes ever again, okay? Let's just look at our above average dicks. Oh, I didn't get to finish I'm that, that tip. I'm an average. People are going crazy. Guys are only listening to this point to get this tip. <laughs> Your dick is average, or can you, it's whether or not you need a bigger than regular condom. A regular condom is for guys whose erect penis fits comfortably in the tube of paper in a toilet paper roll. So if you put it in there and it feels kind of like not comfortable, you know what I mean? Like it, it's, uh, you know, kind of wedged, then you might need a, a bigger condom. I'm but just, if it I, fits in fine, then you're fine. That's like a regular dick. I'm imagining putting my penis inside a paper, paper towel roll. I feel like it just means like walking inside a cave. Just like this is walking in a cave. I got a lot of room in a cave, you know, like a big, I think of a big cave. I understand. It's it's dangerous. I'm so you, thinking of putting my di- uh, another analogy uh, makes me feel like putting my dick inside a paper towel roll. Well, that's how you <laughs> that's how you figure out if you that's, really uh, have a huge. Thing. I've never had no confidence in my penis until now. Because you think it's smaller than that hole. It's supposed to. F- I could fit like my arm in that. <laughs> You're thinking. I'm not of it kidding. Wrong. You're thinking of it. What wrong. are you saying? Like erect? It's like this big. Erect. Erect. Erect, Taylor. A pa- <laughs> a Not pa- a paper towel, a toilet paper. Okay. Smaller <laughs> toilet paper. I still think it's like, I don't know how girthy I am. <laughs> You're lacking in girth? I don't know. Hey, it's not the, all right. The good ghost stuff. Yeah. 
going online does not make things better at all. The no. craziest thing I ever had is I was at a, you know, the, I do I do red eye, but then I can't sleep. I, I stay up till five or six in the morning. Then I'll, I'll fly sometimes, and then uh, uh, so I'll sleep on the plane. Then I arrive at like two o'clock after renting a car for driving two hours. A lot of traveling, just lack of sleep. It's like in the afternoon. I'm in a hotel room. And then I'm, I wake up, and then I can't move my uh, I can't move a scream. I know there's and sleep paralysis. Th- yeah, and then I see I saw this fucking lady, creepy la- witch like lady, come up to me and just like go up towards my body, and everything. Surroundings are so real. It's still daytime. There's no cartoony things. <laughs> Scariest thing that's ever happened ever. And then like I'm awake later, whatever you know. I, that was so real. I go like the, like I, I I don't know. What you happened. did move. I don't know what happened. I don't remember. I you just remember that. Your eyes? I remember just thinking, "What the fuck?" Was, yeah, of course. You know, I close my eyes and I'm terrified. And then, uh, then I go online and research this. This makes me feel not better. This makes me feel scared. This happens to people all the time. Well, it's been happening since the beginning of time. It's called old hag syndrome. Yeah, but like, why does everyone see this fucking witch lady? Well, I don't know about that, but the sleep paralysis and then the feeling, there's something about uh, feel pressure, pressure on, your, on chest. your chest that people, the brain will often interpret as someone sitting on their chest or strangling you or something, and then the brain will kind of like make a classic scenario of, uh, of an old witchy lady, which is like why 1692 happened. The oh, Salem witch Salem. trials, yeah. It's the uh, there was a drawing of like old hacks that look exactly like this. Like, that was fucking crazy. That is insane. Because like either that our brains are just weak crazy. Yeah. Or there's a witch that goes around and just creeps on people. Hey man. And then you ever get this? You feel you wit you wit you feel like something grabbed you. Yep. I sure. get that. I don't sleep with my uh, extremities out. Yeah. Oh. I like sleep my dick out. <laughs> you got your dick in a paper towel thing with lots of room. <laughs> Wait, what if I, there's a count if you put paper towels inside the paper towel roll with yeah, your dick? Yeah, you, <laughs> you can stuff it, wrap it around your dick, maybe use a deli meat to make it more, more dick-like. Can I just put a sausage in there and say it's my dick? Yeah. <laughs> you could all, the, also the shadow people is something you don't want to Google. It's, it's, oh, I've, I've it's kind of like what you, you ever saw. listen to Coast to Coast AM? I've been told I would like it. Oh my god, people call in. It's schizophrenic, crazy people. The guy's like, "Oh wow, I'm sorry you have to do." Like he's super like on their side. He's not like you need to get help. He's like, yeah. "Oh, you put foil on your head because the government's in your cereal boxes." And yeah, stuff. well, so seems real to them. But like, I'm but not- shadow people is one of those things that a friend of mine had a dream, but it was so real that she was like, it didn't seem like a dream at all, and there were shadow people after her. And then she called her psychic, and the next day her psychic was just like, she, before she could say what had happened, your psychic went, so you were attacked last night. <laughs> it was just like that. <laughs> now, I'm in the school of, like, green lights, and I'm like, yep. And then you could also end this conversation and just say, all of these stories are we're in bed, we're asleep, we're hallucinating. Our brains are very powerful and capable of creating huge hallucinations. Or maybe something's happening. I don't know. And I don't think we'll ever know. Or like you're in, a, in being unconscious, or being your filters that just bullshit filters are off when you're sleeping too. Like you say, these children see ghosts more than. Uh, yeah, but I mean, are they closer to the other side? <laughs> I can't believe you had the old hag syndrome. But then I've I've had like weirder. I've had you other, saw so you around the old hag. You saw the room as it was. Yeah, I'm like a hundred percent the exact. Because every really because every experience I've had that seems super real, like I can be pretty objective in my dreams and stuff. This has come up on the show before, but it's like. I can sit up in my room and be like, oh, I'm dreaming. And, and then I'm looking around my room and, like, the window will just be wrong. You know what I mean? I don't have these curtains. And I'm always noticing stuff like that. So I, I think I'm pretty decent at being like, this is a dream. So if the fucking hag lady is there and you're looking at the walls and the walls are right and the room is right and the colors are right, it felt real. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. And, like, I'm the guy, like, I can watch celebrity ghost stories 
during the day and just be like, these people are stupid. Oh, Roddy Roddy Piper, that's so cool. I mean, he's not, he's not my hero, don't get me wrong. But it's like, oh, you had a ghost in your house, cute. But I, I can't watch it at nighttime. I can't watch it anytime. I, that shit scares the fuck out of me. Especially like, when they're, they're always so casual. They're just like, we got to calling her Betsy. Get the fuck out of there. <laughs> Betsy would chop the celery for me. <laughs> get out of there. Because we haven't seen Ghostbusters, and we're not sure if they actually can bust ghosts. That's a callback worth $10,000. I'll tell you this. A friend of mine is an agent, and she represented some one of these guys that like was on a soap opera like 15 years ago. And they asked him to do many ghost stories, and they were trying to come up with a ghost story for him to tell on the show. Oh, a fake one? Yeah. Oh. Heartbreaking. But Joan Rivers really had a ghost in her house. Fred Willard. <laughs> he did too. Joan Rivers. Oh, they say Joan Rivers. Ghost. <laughs> Spread <laughs> Willard saw Joan Rivers in his house and has a story about it. Oh, God. So, let me, as, a, uh, as a Christian, uh, more religious person early on, did you feel like like you had people watching you? Like uh, God? Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> and I think that lends itself to. Uh, I used to do a joke about this that I stopped doing was, oh, if God and angels are watching me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put on a show. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I started like talking to myself a little bit and making more jokes alone, that sort of stuff. Uh, it, it's a weird uh, perversion that kind of turned into a career. I tried doing a bit once that like uh, was like real. Like I walked into that. I'm not doing a bit on you, but it's like what, like my thought. This is not my thought because I always think like, what if like I went into like a I got naked and got into this is exciting, right, Katie? I got naked and then uh, I'm picturing I got- your thin penis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying I'm not yeah. I'm not like uh, It's not tiny But it's pretty thin It wouldn't get stuck If it wasn't a double Big gulp You know what I mean <laughs> And like uh, So uh, uh, I got into the The bathtub And then I, I Turned on the, I turned on But I couldn't get any hot water I just waited Then I got out And then put my clothes back on Without putting on Without taking a shower I just thought, like, what if people are watching, like, ghosts are just like, what the fuck? Is- <laughs> What's happening here? <laughs> what a weird thing. Like, what, he just got naked, turned on the faucet, and got out? Well, like, when I'm looking for my keys, and I can't find them, I'll start saying keys. I'll be like, keys. Like, as if someone's keys, watching. Keys, like, keys, oh, keys that's on, why he hasn't left. Keys on Van Nuys? I don't know what that means. You want to jingle? Keys, 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 keys on Van Nuys. Here's, let's go over the paper. Silent joke. I think we got everything. One-liner. Pretty girl's future. Oh, that's my thing. When I see a, a pretty girl, like you were pointing out, I just start imagining something like weird fantasies about like us on a road trip in New Hampshire in like <laughs> 2027. Uh, it's 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 exhausting. It's exhausting. I, I'm trying to be more in the moment. Jew. It says here college hardest laugh. Well, we can. Close we didn't on talk that. about half of these things. I don't know what this list mom is. sex. <laughs> this is a giant circle in big letters. The biggest written thing is mom sex. Booze. You don't drink. That's not exciting. Okay. Thanks a lot, Jamie. Hardest you've laughed. Do you know? Do you remember? It can be recently. It can be from your childhood. And it doesn't have to be a good story. I mean... Like, really went for it. Like, crying. I don't know the exact scenario, but, like, the cool thing about being in comedy in, like, in L.A. or New York is you get, you get to hang out with people who are super... Fu- you get to hang out with the funniest people in the world, basically. That's the, the main perk. And like, and then you become acquaintances and friends with people. Just and have some, have some of my gum, please, <laughs> please, please break my gum in half and have some of it. Um, I mean, Todd Glass really made me good. laugh, cry. Like he's the funniest person I've ever met as a human being. Yeah, he's great. And like getting to hang out with him, that's, that's, I, I can't think of one time that. I'm okay. I mean, we know what's cool is like making someone else laugh. 
Oh and, yeah. Like I made this guy spit like uh You know you know this is interesting. Like knowing when you think you're funny, you know? Mm-hmm. Like my sense of humor has become saying not that this is like I'm the first one to do it, but saying ridiculous things in a serious fashion. Right. So like when I did like a local morning news show where they told me they wanted me to do bits, uh, I would say serious like I don't get too serious here, but here's how I feel about gay marriage and they just look at me like, uh huh. And I'm just like all right, that was the joke. You know what I mean? <laughs> and like, oh, we should, uh, we should call. Uh, like, you guys, I was like, whatever. So I say serious things and silly things. But like in like sixth grade, I would like. Uh, I remember the teacher wouldn't. She hated me. I never did my homework. I was a bad student. I was a nice guy. We just never did it. I was a slacker, or whatever. And she just didn't like me for some reason. And like, I would raise my hand, and she would never call on me. Mm-hmm. I think there was like a long. Th- it was asking questions, and then I kind of liked it that she would never call on me because people would make my friends laugh. Yeah. So I kind of enjoyed. I got off on like people not laughing that's uh, very funny and not being called on yeah we're asking like stupid questions like in like high school like the teacher was like uh uh would act like saying something serious so the teacher can't get mad at me <laughs> but like he's like what act did this happen whatever and i said sister act and then like people uh <laughs> now now i would go sister act too i feel like that. <laughs> <laughs> nice thanks you closed real strong are we done yeah i feel done I like to end like Pollock with a painting. How do you know when you're done making love? Kevin Pollock's a painter. Have you seen House Arrest? That's so funny. You're like a funny dude. Oh, thanks, man. Hey, thanks for having me on your your podcast. Oh, sure, my pleasure. Thank you for doing it. I've been looking forward to it. Pollock said, "How do I know when a painting's done? How do you know when you're done making love?" And every time I've seen that movie with Ed Harris, and he says that, I'm like, "When you blow your load, bro." <laughs> 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 What's that from? He's <laughs> oh, still laughing. <laughs> it's, so, it's so dirty, but that's what my brain gives me. You're the only person who can laugh harder at what they just said than other people and not have people think you're an asshole. I, I hope so. How is that possible? Anyone else, like, that guy just laughs. Anyone else. Have you met someone who laughs at everything they say? You would be like, that guy's such a dick. Yeah. But it's, like, funny and endearing when you do it. Oh, thanks, man. Well, we both ended up uh, buttering each other's bread, and I like that a lot. You didn't say anything about me. I said you're one of my favorites. You said I was memorable. I would always remember this. And I love you. Oh, thanks. That's how you give a, this is how you make a comedian insecure. What do you think of my set? Dude, you're so, you're so confident on stage. Oh, God. That's what you're doing to me. You told me memorable. You said I'm a, Oh, I'm I think a, you're hilarious. Oh, thanks. Ah, <laughs> but you're right. I didn't know. I didn't realize I was doing oh, God. that. I was going to walk out of here and just be like, oh, my God. A buddy of mine is friends with Dane Cook, and Dane Cook did the garden and uh, the first time. And afterwards, he said to him, he goes, you looked so great up there. And, of course, Dane Cook was like, well, you think it wasn't good? Yeah, I mean, like, immediately. <laughs> guy that just, you know, this is hearsay, but, I mean, like, just destroyed at Madison Square Garden, which sold out in, like, eight seconds, and was like, are you, what, I, I bombed? You know what I mean? Like, it's hard. It, it's better... I get on audiences for that. Like, if I get this laugh, I'm like, I'd rather you just sit in silence than make that noise. Like, I hate that, that oh. judgment. You know what I mean? Or like, yeah, yeah. You know what I hate is... Uh, People who host podcasts while chewing gum. <laughs> <laughs> when they... Uh, like, I'm self-deprecating on stage. Not as much as I used to be. And I've gone from, like, oh, girls won't date me to, like, I'm really awesome. This girl, you know, I go yeah. to, like, the girl didn't... Gave me a, f- a fake number instead of like, oh, she doesn't like me now. I go to like, oh, she doesn't, she can't afford to pay her phone bills. I don't want to hang That's out with a girl funny. like that. You know, some like false confidency thing. But like, I act like I don't know what's going on a little bit, you know. And like, uh, I have people come up to me, and I, and I and I'm the first to admit when I bomb. But I could have like a great set, 
and like the crowd is like uh and like I'm like and I'll act like it's not going well or a joke didn't work and I'll make laughter come from that you know sure and like some jokes they're made to seem like that's not what you're supposed to laugh whatever right, right 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 and then afterwards people come and be like hey I thought you were funny oh that's funny no you were laughing the whole time yeah 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 and I'm you know angry. who else thought was, it was funny everyone <laughs> yeah but they don't think because they, right. they see me going like oh, oh geez this is terrible I, I get should. a lot of like it was pretty funny like I've, I, I've, I've tired myself on the subject but it's just like we are so sensitive just say that was funny like just the word pretty funny just like bothers me really bad do you get family coming to shows and then like alright let's go alright well, let's go get dinner now I've um, had that no not really like they just don't acknowledge that my show just happened no that's funny well people don't know how to interact sometimes. that's the thing people just don't know it's like what do you do well, here we are on the air saying right now, just say it was very funny. Hey, but just don't but, say we look comfortable. Don't say I could never do that. Don't say I can't believe how confident you were. You can say that was very funny. I really liked it. You know what? Like I learned the last thing I learned. I saw like a comic who I admire who's pretty big, you know, and I saw him at UCB and he's just so perfect at everything, you know, and it's new stuff I've never heard before. And I went up to him and was like, hey, man, really? This was a great show. And he's like, ah, oh, yeah, and that joke didn't work. And normally this, 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 and that. And it felt so gross. And I realized I do that to people all the yeah, time. You did that to me here today, I feel like. What did I Or you retold the story of feeling that way. What are you talking about? We need to get to the point where we just say thank you. Hey. Yeah. Um, thanks for having me. Oh, I didn't mean now. <laughs> Check me out on. Oh, oh, you mean on that? No, you're doing great. Check me out on MySpace. Yeah, myspace.com backslash regular slash Taylor Williamson Sonoma. Why don't they just say slash? I don't know. They'll think we're talking about the Guns N' Roses guy. That's what they do on Conan. They have a bit about that? When they put a website up on site, it'll say teamcoco.com and it has a picture of slash. Oh, that's so and funny. Like the website or whatever, yeah. Isn't that funny? Everything's been done before. Johnny Carson. This has been fun, man. I think it's time. I'm wrapping it up like a deli sandwich. That you put inside my paper towel. Are you going to go home and put your dick in it? Who's not going to now? Yeah. I'm going to do it again you just know to what? make sure. I'm not even going to because I can't deal with that. I don't need that. Yeah. Because it's a girthiness issue. It's not like it fits to the end of it, is it? People love girth. I hear that's what's popular. <laughs> is it weird that looks like Katie? Yeah, it is. Length, as I learned on that podcast, is to get the sperm closer to the eggs. That's why a long dick is preferable. Really? Yeah. Well, otherwise, I mean, you're you're not stimulating anything. That well, I guess maybe you are hit, hitting that cervix. <laughs> you want to say keep That's it? That's my album, hitting that cervix. That's funny. Laughter, I hardly know her. Do you have a better title for your album? So you say laughter, I hardly know her over. Absolutely. If you do, hey everybody, I'm gonna never release this podcast. <laughs> That's all I have to do to make sure you never release. <laughs> Very you know, you know what I'm gonna do with this podcast? Ever, I started doing a podcast like nine months ago, and I released six episodes, and I stopped releasing it. That's the way to build an audience. Uh, <laughs> Sarcasm. <laughs> I'm no joke. I did it as a mental thing. I was like, you know what? Let's see how many. I'm gonna get a bunch of emails. Hey, where's your podcast? You know, and I got That's like nine. <laughs> and did you? I got some, but I'm gonna start bringing it back. But I'm gonna, rec- I'm gonna take have this more, recording. Take more gum. Have some more gum. I'm going to take this recording and put it on my podcast and say you were a guest on my podcast. Sure. I'm not going to do that. I'm just joking. I'm okay with that. That's evil. I'm I took another piece of gum. Big mouth. Big dick. Big mouth. Can you fit a paper towel inside your mouth? Uh... <laughs> what does that mean? I loved it. It means if you could suck your own dick, would you? Don't lie. I mean, I'd probably... Tr- yeah. <laughs> Taylor, you would. 
I'm just going to answer that for you. You definitely would. If you could suck my dick, would you? <laughs> I'm feeling like I could. I feel like that's something that like like a super tough guy trying to be funny would say. No, I just said it trying to be funny. Like, oh, would you if you could suck my dick? <laughs> Smash got two in a van. <laughs> we're just having butt sex. <laughs> I was like, that's a lot of noise for... Well, I was really throwing into it. <laughs> really bashing into it. This guy. It's kind of inappropriate. Yeah. Let me. Here's one final. Can I ask you one more question? Yeah. <laughs> Do you? I've gotten over recently worrying about like, what if my mom hears this? What if someone hears this? I'm. Gonna, I've accepted that I'm an adult. I can do a sketch where I have sex, or I can whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. I would imagine as a Christian, you had that more. I did more have than that. I more. did. Yeah. I, I had that just self-imposed. I've learned now. I can talk about anything on stage or whatever. I'm an adult. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, now with a 38-year-old, all right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Who cares? Who cares? And who cares? It's a beautiful thing. So at what point did you accept, before you got into comedy maybe, or did you ever, like, do you ever worry about stuff like that? No, around my divorce, that's when I started being like, who cares? Yeah. I'm just going to be me. And because it was like, I felt like, I, I don't know, that was like, that was a real snap awake, and then I was like, I'm just going to live the way that I want to live for real now. Mm-hmm. I use that as an excuse, as a catalyst. And now if my mom was like, my mom sometimes will be like, no swears. And I'm like, come on, mom. <laughs> like, I'll just be like, fucking relax. Do you know who you are now? Who? You're a great guy. I'm what? You're a great guy. Yep. Do you know who you were a week ago? Who? You were a guy who I was waving at while I was in a parked car while you were stopped at a red light. And you looked at me and you were wearing sunglasses. And then I was waving at you and you looked away and you didn't wave back at me. I didn't see you. I, mean, I, I figured you didn't see me. I thought you were posing for the cover of your album. <laughs> ah, I didn't want to interrupt. Is that the worst album cover ever? I'm just like, hey, everybody. It's okay. So what's the picture for... So you just say a business? Do I, I have to, business. Be, be goofy a little bit. Like maybe a smirk or some shit? A, sm- a smirk or some shit? I mean, maybe it's you with like a blow-up doll. That's a bad idea. But I mean like with some sort of girl. I don't know. Some, I think a picture of your face is fine. Me in a paper towel? Or a paper towel, <laughs> paper towel holder. You and, with a huge thin erection. <laughs> can you show a penis on? There's no rules anymore. It's not released. I could show penis on. on yeah, my, it's not going to help sales. <laughs> why wouldn't it? People don't want that coming up on their iPhone screen. What? Who? What? Who wouldn't? It? Huh. It's called uh, Dick. Uh, I don't have penis envy because I have one. Compact dick. <laughs> Took a second. Oh, shit. Don't feel bad. I need to tell me funnier than that. No, you don't. That's your show. We're on a team. We're a team. It's my job to make you look funny. And you are. Thanks. I really like this country, tide li- country time lemonades. <laughs> We're in Adirondack chairs. Did you tell me you, I look funny? I burned down a cigar in the evening. Um, no, you don't look funny. You look like a funny guy. Like when you were saying that I seem like a regular guy. You seem like, if I was like, guess which one of us is a comedian, they might guess you before me, especially when you make that face. Do you have this? This is like a, a, a personality flaw I have, is that I've been, most people, they try to fix themselves as, this, this is, we're getting out of here, but like I got like a... I know, this has been happening lately where I, have you noticed, I've been trying to wrap it up and the guest doesn't want to go, which is fine. It's just always been the other way. I don't want... No, it's it's I like no it's been plans. a jo- it's been a joke of this show that I'm the one that's like one more thing, one more thing, and I'm happy to keep going. I really am, but it's somewhere along the line it turned. We're at the two hour mark. I wanted oh Jesus Christ! I wanted to hang out with your Which Jesus, <laughs> Buddha Jesus. Oh, okay, so one? Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> I wanted to hang out. I listened to the Gary Goldman episode. Like I want to hang out with those guys. Are you, oh, that's right. Jesus, thirty days in the desert. 
Buddha 30 days in the woods, three tests from a devil, three tests from like an evil guy. Same guy. Same guy. One was fatter. Hey, I gotta go. <laughs> Is that real? No, but... Okay, what? What was your final thing? What was I talking, what was I talking about? Oh, I'm sorry, I interrupted with why Jesus and Buddha are similar. What was, it hap- what was happening, Katie? You, you want to hang before out with that. us? I have no friends. Before that, before I got real. It did get real. Something about being funny, I don't know. You, you don't have to buy organic bananas because the skin is so thick that the uh, pesticides and stuff don't get to the fruit. Is that real? It's a waste of money. Because so. I buy organic bananas. This is a, I do too, but this is a 7-Eleven banana. It's fine. You know, one time I ate an energy bar because I was hungry in the middle of the night and I stayed up all night. Because <laughs> you saw a ghost. No, because I ate an energy bar. <laughs> oh, I see what happened. What, comedy? <laughs> This is great. This is like AM radio. This is like the jazz station in, in, in between songs. Yeah, man. I like this. Chewing gum. I'm into silence. Marin told me I have more silence. He told you to have more silence? No, he doesn't listen to the show. But I was like, what's something you've learned? He's done 300 episodes. So I was like, something you learned. He's like, let silence happen. Here it is. It's a good career move. Don't talk. Well, like, allow it to happen. I understand. You know what I'm talking about. My dick's about this size. <laughs> <laughs> he, he just held up. Uh, <laughs> no, let them picture it. <laughs> there have been so many callbacks. Get it? Oh, because... Because of what we said about the albums. Oh. It's, a, it's a tiny banana. <laughs> <laughs> or is it a big banana? Here's the sound of the banana hitting the table. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. That'll get it done. You know what's great is that people are still listening to this. Is like, they can't act like, why is it this long? Because they're, they're the ones to listen. It's optional. It is optional. Well, that's why all the criticism I get for the podcast, people might say, very, very rarely, the, the, the weirdos, uh, the community that listens to the show, are wonderful and gracious and will go anywhere, ki- kind of. You know, I don't want to abuse their trust. But at the same time, I, I get very few people. But every once in a while, you get something where it's like, hey, let the uh, guests talk, or which I agree with. But, like, this is my show. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, And it's free. So I don't want to have a bad attitude of, like, I don't owe anybody anything. But there's, like, a, a healthy amount of, like, I'm going to do the show the way that I can do the show. And that happens to be, like, with interrupting a lot because I can't let you – if you start talking too much, I'll, I'll lose you. I, I can't participate. It's, it's a flaw on my part. And I agree. I should let the guests talk too more. Or I should wrap it up more around the hour mark or whatever. Right. But, you know, it's free. It's my show. I'm not making any money from this. I'm, you know what I mean? It's just, like – we're just doing a show. Why, why are you marshalling basically the time I have with my friends in a treehouse? <laughs> you know what I mean? Stop trading Magic the Gathering cards. Trade a different card. Fucking beat it. Right. Get off my lawn. <laughs> anyway. you, can, you can be critical. It's fine. I, why, I, I value your opinions. Every time I read criticism, I'm like, I agree. But also, I can't really do it another way. Do you... Uh, okay. Good. What, Asian girls aren't curvy? I've seen it, curvy Asian girls. Do you want to say keep it crispy? Keep, yeah, can I do that? Yeah. I love that moment just then. I've seen curvy Asian girls. Two, three. Do you want to say keep it crispy? I heard Mark Maron said silence is golden. Was that him? That was him. That was just now. <laughs> keep it crispy. That was one of my favorite ones. Really? I've never, I didn't see it coming. It was just like... 
Clint Eastwood style before he got weird. He got weird. He did get weird. He's doing the show. He's really? Right, he's right here, actually. I just, <laughs> I just gestured to an empty chair. Political. <laughs> Thanks for the gum, man. Hey, you know. Thanks for doing the show. I'm trying to stop talking because I have like nine things I want to say right now. I know. I believe you. I think that's the end of the show. Do you feel okay? Can you make Gary Goldman listen to this episode? I like his comedy a lot. Yeah, I'll text him. How do you know when you're done make, making love? Because... Uh, when? When... You? The other guy came already? <laughs> Wait, that's not going to help rumors. When I came on... In, on her. <laughs> when you blow your load is the grossest and funniest way to So say. in her, on her doesn't matter. I like what you're adding to it, but it's not necessary. When you blow your load. But shouldn't it... Your load... Isn't it funnier when your load's been blown? <laughs> That's very funny. <laughs> the, you know, when your load's been blown. <laughs> <laughs> because the funny word has to be... The, the big word is the last word. <laughs> load is pretty funny, though. <laughs> How do you know when you're done making love? When you blow your load? If I were the, the reporter talking to Pollock and he said, How do you know when you're finished making a painting? I don't know. How do you know when you're done making love? When you blow your load. <laughs> and then just point the microphone back at him. Right. But I like what he's saying. He's saying that sex isn't about the orgasm. It's some sound she made. Some broad's forearm on your neck. <laughs> now I'm so confused. Glenn Gary, Glenn Roth. That's on Netflix now. It's one of the best movies of all time. What about the tiger in the snow? Lesbians? Roberto Benini. I feel like we've called back everything. Oh, I want to watch It's a Beautiful Life with you. La Vida de Belle. Life is beautiful. And the little kid is like, Papa, and he bangs his shoe on the floor. Yeah. I want a little, not in a creepy way, I want a little Italian boy. We all do. If you're being honest with yourself, you do. You just chill You send him out on errands, too. Go get a baguette. And he's like, <laughs> I ran away, Papa. And he runs. Have you heard Jim Gaffigan has a joke? I'm sure I'm ruining it, but like he's just traveling and he saw this like this four year old speaking French. He's like, this kid's a genius. Yeah, you know it's funny. I've heard that joke before. Gaffigan, I am not taking issue with you. I've just heard other com- oh other people God. do that joke. Uh, I think it's Leo Allen. I'm not sure it's Leo Allen, and I'm not calling Gaffigan a thief. I'm just saying, isn't that funny? Why are you that bringing we were... me into this, man? Uh, why are you like... throwing down the gauntlet? Jimmy Gaff, why are you calling him a thief? I don't think he's a thief at all. I think that's a. I've had that feeling too, where I see a kid speaking Spanish or something. I'm like, this kid's amazing. He speaks fluent Spanish. I wrote this bit recently about how uh, I was going to say that N words are different than N words, but I'm scared to say those words. If we were just talking, I would say that my joke was going to be that I was quoting a Chris Rock bit. But it involves the N-word a couple times, and I'm scared of being... Yeah. You see where I'm going with that? The famous bit? Right. Black people versus N-words. I should have gone that. Huh? But it's not even black people versus N-words. It's N-words versus N-words, isn't it? No. It's N-I-G-G-E-R and N-I-G-G-A-S. Is that his bit? That's not the famous bit. The famous bit is black people... Oh, I could have said that then. Yeah. Oh, I wrote a bit recently... About how black people are different than than words. I think, I think, I don't know what to say. Katie looks distraught. I'm distraught too. <laughs> I'm not distraught. What's my new comedy album title? 
Give me N words are different. <laughs> <laughs> Can I do that? Yeah, N words are different from N words. Okay. <laughs> and I think we know what the type of the cover is now. I think we just figured it out. You and blackface. You know my backup, backup, backup title, which I went into. What? That's not funny though. This is guys. I did it five years ago. I would have called it Tales from the Hoodie. That's not bad. But they would have been just me with a hoodie and a bunch of black people around me. It's pretty funny. That's kind of racist then. Is it? Because there's white gangsters. Yeah, like Al Capone. Mm-hmm. We have to end. I'm going to a pool party. It started at 3. It's 3.40. Oh, no. I got to get to that party, man. This has been really long. I know. And it, <laughs> and it continues. I'm totally fine with it. I'm done. Are you? I don't want to be the guy like, I've never heard of this guy. Why is he taking so long? People know you from season two of uh, Steve Martin Standing. <laughs> oh, you saw that? Yeah. I was on TRL in 2008. Were you? Things that things that we did not talk about. that Taylor Request Live? I was on TRL. Uh-huh. Um, I, I took Polly Shore's sister's comedy workshop. Well, well, I mean, you could have told me these things at the top of the show. I've had sex with my mom. <laughs> That was rule of three. I didn't. Yeah, that you was did on it. Purpose. You betrayed yourself. That wasn't on purpose. You betrayed yourself, buddy. Did they cover that? <laughs> okay, we're going. Katie, hit stop. <laughs> we're done. Taylor, uh, is this what it's like being on a date with you? I don't mean that in a bad way, but do you have a hard time wrapping up the meal? You know what I? Because no, I would talk to no, you for you know another hour. You know what I've learned in uh, life? Like yeah. if, if I'm on a phone call with somebody who I'm trying, who I think is. Who I want to be friends with more than they want to be friends with me or with a girl. Yep. I'm better in conversation than in real life. Is you learn you got to get out as quick as possible. You you want to be the one to hang up. Yeah, it's a power move. But because because I'm always the guy because I have nothing. I'm nowhere to be. I'm enjoying this a lot. Yeah, and I have and a I'm, pool party. To be at. <laughs> and I got a big old banana dick. I just I just slapped my hand. <laughs> ah, oh, you just laughed like Chris there. Okay, I slap my hand on the table, P home style, and there's condensation from my. It's fun to bang things. Why is it white though? Oxidation. What is happening? Look at that. Yeah, it's staining the table. I'm gonna tell. <laughs> I'm gonna tell me, Chris Hardwick, that you did that. Why is it white? That's what she said. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> Hit it. Now leaving Nerdist.com.